Happy New Year and welcome to the first show of 2022, which is episode 193 of the F Reality Podcast. Today's show is going to be something a little bit different. It's going to be more of a casual roundtable discussion of our VR highlights from 2021. We'll be sharing our favorite VR games and headsets from the last year, and we'll also be looking ahead with our hopes and dreams for new VR games and hardware coming in 2022. We're going to round up this special episode with a Q&A session, so make sure you stick around to the end of the show if you want to ask us any specific questions. So uh, we've also opened up a cloud poll using an app called Slido, where you can submit your own highlights from what you played over the holidays, your highlights from 2021, and your own hopes and dreams for 2022. So if you want to join in the fun, just download the free Slido app on your smartphone or head to slido.com and just enter the code FREALITY. We'll put all the details again in the chat to remind you throughout the show. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what they've been up to over the holidays. First up... In January, two years ago, this guy finally escaped from prison where he was known as the boss. He left a life of booze and hand-drawn erotica behind him and hasn't looked back since. It's the one and only, it's of course the rowdy guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? I'm, I'm doing all right. I wouldn't say that I haven't looked back at that time since I still kept a few erotica? of those pictures. Yeah, of course. I yeah. kept a few of those. And that's still, you know, like times are a bit rough. So, you know, I need to make a little bit of an extra living. So, you know, that's what I do on the weekends now. Nice. Uh, but uh, so some of some of the people might actually be wondering, I, my, my layout has changed a little bit. So mm. I actually made it back across the pond, uh, back across the pond for uh, Christmas and New Year. So I'm spending uh, Christmas and New Year with my parents in Belgium. Uh, and it's been it's been great. It's been great to be back. It's It's been a little bit weird to be back as well, you know, since it's the, you know, the style is so different here and it's really like, like I live in the countryside, so it's a little bit uh, more quiet over here, even even with the New Year celebration. So it's been, uh, but it's been great to be back. Yeah. So the question Very is, much. do you feel more at home in Belgium or do you feel more at home in Canada now? I need to be careful because my parents are listening. Uh, um, <laughs> he's defected. No, it's 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 nice to be back, but I do consider. I, I mean, I do miss you know my own little you know house mm. where I, where I live in in in, in Canada. So uh, I do I do miss it, but uh, you know it's only for a little while that I that I'm here. You know I'm moving back in, in January uh, already, so uh, it's not it's not for too long that I'll be staying here. But it's been nice to like you know see some family, see some friends, uh, meet up with them again and then you know it's back to business when i get back to you know where i am supposed to be nice <laughs> any any sort of uh games movies highlights of the holidays can be vr or yeah. non-vr yeah so like, i think my highlight of the past couple of weeks has been um the, like the steam sale the christmas sale so <laughs> i managed to spend a whole like, like i always get because there's always there's also been my birthday so i always get like um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like steam coats you know that's like the kind of gift that they that they give me so but i I never spent them immediately i always wait up until like it's like a a sale so i managed to to spend a whole 20 dollars in the last (laughs) steam summer in this in the steam winter sale and i managed to buy uh, the witcher 3 which Mm -hmm. i actually already played before but i didn't have it on steam Uh, so i thought it was kind of nice i spent the whole eight euros i didn't i didn't play the expansions and you got them for free now and you know the new series has been on netflix I really enjoy that one, and I've really been digging back into, you know, The Witcher Three, uh, the DLCs as well. Playing playing that game, it's such a great game. I I know that I, I don't know if Zim actually played that one because you know he likes those kind of open worlds where you get lost in. Uh, and, no, and The Witcher Three is maybe the the big one in that. Uh, there there are quests in that game that are probably bigger than 
other games around there. There, there's it's such a big game and it's it's nice. It's something that I really enjoy, especially during lockdown, to like you know disappear into like you know a, a foreign world with a, a lot of lore and a lot of uh, you know like stories that are being told. Uh, it's it's been great. I'm surprised actually because like we talked on the last show that Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a VR mod, but they seem to have skipped over the Witcher series, which is I would say even more popular, yeah. right? Oh, it's it's huge yeah. that, that series, especially now with the Netflix series. And yeah. I don't know if you guys saw on Netflix, but there's even like a fireplace that you can now use what? from The Witcher. No, so if, if a you, virtual it's like fireplace. In, uh, like it's a fireplace. Please tell me it's like, like a Henry Cavill in the background just bathing himself. Yeah, well, almost. <laughs> <laughs> it is at Kermoran, which is like you know the the Witcher's keep. Right. Uh, and they have like. Um, you know, a fireplace that is just like an hour long and you could play it on repeat. So they're really trying to like pull everything in there. Amazing. Uh, in, 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 in the Witcher universe, yeah. Nice. Well, happy new year. I would year. love to see that in VR. Yeah. Good to, ha- good to have you on the show. Glad you're keeping safe and well. And uh, yeah, when sure. is it you're heading home again, did you say? It's in the middle, middle of January. Okay, cool. Nice, yeah. nice. Canada, we we waiting anxiously for you to return, I'm sure. Oh, I, I bet they are. <laughs> so uh, next up, this guy likes to spin his webs and swing between the rooftops. He's the Frisian Spider-Man from the alternate Spider-Verse. <laughs> it's, of course, the amazing Spider-Nathy. How you doing, dude? Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, yeah, no, I, I am sometimes Spider-Man when I mm. need it the most. <laughs> you just like the, the feel of the, the suit. You know the tight. <laughs> suit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Spandex. What, yeah, whatever, whatever your imagination goes to. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah, sure. No, but um, to be honest with you guys, I'm a, I'm a little uh, tired because I've been mm. playing Halo all night <laughs> until like five in the morning. I could could see the sunrise already. I was like, mm, maybe. Did, did you realize it was New Year, or were you like, oh, what's nah, all that noise outside? I just opened like... the curtains for a moment. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, then I closed them again and went back to my computer. <laughs> so you literally, we're, we're, we're privileged to have you on the show because you would have yeah, been yeah. sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. I've been so I've been grinding, you know, yeah. and, until uh, until I have to go back to the well. You know, the grindstone. <laughs> You've been grinding in a different way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm so, sure I, I have seen other people uh, that can relate. You know, a lot of people have been playing Halo Infinite in the chat. It's not a yeah. VR game, of course, but a lot of people no, are enjoying it. No, it's, I'm only playing the multiplayer, by the way. I'm not, not yeah. interested in the campaign, just uh, just so you know. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a fun game. I, w- I wanted to play Battlefield, actually, this year, but we all know how that went. Um, mm. So yeah. uh, I, I skipped over it. And then Tyriel, you know, our friend, who, and this is why he's not uploading much videos, was asking me, uh, hey, what if, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, he was like, hey, want to play some Halo? I was like, uh, yeah, but how much How much do I need to pay? So like, it's free. And that, that's where my the, yeah. the end of me started. Wow. And now, yeah. so now, now, I, I, now I'm, like 90, hours, I'm 90 hours in. Within wow, like a month or two, yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, what, are, what are you grinding though? Like, what, what do you get for that? Is there is there like skin unlocks, weapons, or yeah, is it I, I, I'm just playing for the thrill of like you know uh, being the top you know scorer or stuff like that. But you can get like weapon skins and uh, you can like paint your spite in a certain color and things like that. But it, it's not not very rewarding in my opinion. I just want to play. And I just want to make some fun kills and just, and it's an old school feeling of like a great, uh, 
But uh, yeah, I shouldn't be promoting VR, like uh, non-VR stuff on this podcast. That's okay. It's the holidays. Yeah. We're yeah, all allowed to break That's why I'm doing it now. Now I can yeah. finally speak out that I am, out. I am I'm yeah. a pancake gamer too. Yeah, well, we all are, you know. <laughs> yeah, we all true, transitioned so. from pancake games into VR, right? Yeah, so. Um, also, I want to say congratulations, by the way. You hit uh, 700,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, <laughs> great milestone. So yeah, congratulations, dude. Yeah, right before Crazy. the new year. Yeah. It was a Christmas present. I, yeah, I guess from Santa himself. Yeah, yeah. Santa's just there clicking the subscribe button. It's it's <laughs> take you over the line. It's it's weird though because it it does like you could say you're closer to like a million in a way. Um, but it, yeah. it's it's strange that you know at the start when you start off this channel you're like wow you know 50k 60k but after the 100k and when you get your silver play button. Like, I stopped counting in a way. I'm not really mm. obsessed by uh, subscriber amounts anymore. It's nice to see that you're still, you know, that people are still watching your stuff. But it, it's not something that I'm really, you know, I do post it because I do think it's a nice number and it looks great. But it, it, it's more the stuff that happens throughout the year that yeah. makes it, you know, uh, worth it. I think as well, like, um, certainly I, I feel this way as well, like the audience changes over the years as well. You know, like initially it was very much PC VR heavy, you get an older crowd, yeah. very much sort of into like building and customizing PCs. Yeah. Uh, and then like with the, the latest wave of like standalone and mobile VR, you get a, like a lot younger crowd coming in. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a real mix and it changes over the over the years and I'm sure it'll change yeah. again this year as well. So yeah, uh, but yeah it's it's still, it becomes like more affordable, like especially when you see like yeah, you know, yeah, PSVR yeah. like jumping into the scene, you'll see that audience yeah. like change again. Great. Milestone though, yeah. so congratulations, though, dude. Thank should you. Be, sure. Should be proud. Very proud. Um, so next up, this guy's uh, latest book has topped <laughs> the New York Times bestseller charts this year with his autobiography titled "The Resurrection of Jim Barnaby." <laughs> it's the legendary VR streamer. It's in top five. How you doing, dude? You all right? That's like future ghost writing, man. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, it's going to be an absolute, uh, like, you know, you like clinking, clinking, clinking up the roller coaster mm. and then you get to the top, the precipice, and you're like, this is going to go well or it's going to go very badly. Like one of those okay. two things is going to happen this year. That's exactly how I feel. So um, due to some changes in the wind, uh, my move got moved up. I'd, all my logistics had to be reset. And now we're leaving the UK on the 11th of January, all yeah. going well. So, so this, is, this is actually your last podcast with us for yeah. a little while. Yeah, um, you can see I've already started tearing the studio apart behind me, and um, yeah, their movers are coming in five days. Like it, this is wow, this is go time. So yeah, uh, proper. It's exciting for you. Yeah, I'm the, really excited for you. It's the thing is like I have to write. I'll, I will have to write Jim Barnaby's story after this because <laughs> uh, you know moving yeah the three animals and the five humans is not a small feat in the middle of omicron and everything else that's going on so you should it, definitely like carve it into walls somewhere still like you know here here was Jim Barnaby. <laughs> Should leave just, like a PlayStation Move controller behind with your initials. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah dig yeah, into yeah. the walls. I have a vibe. I have a vibe one, an old vibe one. Yeah. I might just you know leave yeah. it in the attic somewhere. Leave uh, your in, legacy entombed or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we've been he having a good time anyway. So he um, once lived a great VR streamer. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying this to the lads just before we started, but like I've 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 um I've 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 played probably less games this holiday than any other holiday since I was like eight years old because of all wow. the paperwork and stuff that I've been doing. I mean, I'm not joking. I've been playing the game of itemize my entire house and value every single item in Canadian dollars. Like that's nuts. Like for <laughs> for sending stuff over the ocean, absolutely crazy. But um, aside from those fun games, the main one that I've been playing with my wife a lot, and I think I said this the last podcast as well, is just Demio. Yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing Demio. So we beat 
We beat the first boss. Uh, we're currently working on Rat King. Uh, just Rat the King two of is us. hard. Rat King is hard. I'm surprised we did it first yeah. go. I'm so surprised we did it first go. <laughs> but we yeah. cheated a little bit. Like, let's be honest. No, 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 no. We sacrificed Scale. Rowdy. Yeah. Scale. Okay. Yeah, that's Multiple cheating. times. <laughs> that's cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually still works. That still works. I, I, I thought they patched it out. Sacrificing Rowdy, you mean? When when a when a, a player character dies, you can come back as a new character, provided the whole team isn't white. Uh, so we're still good, lads. We still have a chance. To <laughs> yeah. make it. They should they should make the me a character one. in that game. Yeah. And if you kill me, then you just get an extra life. That's, hmm. uh, I'll tell you what an extra yeah. life is. The the bard, the new character, is really awesome. Very cool. Uh, uh, I would not I would not run a four person team without the bard anymore. No wait, way. Wait, He's wait. way too powerful. But he plays guitar. How does that work? He does like he does like a triple stack on one character, and he can stack multiple characters. He buffs you up, so oh. you do more damage, take less damage. Can He's scare like real creatures bard. away. He's awesome. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, that sounds uh, really cool. I haven't jumped in since the new update, but and, and he and he spins out a, a tornado. Uh, so the tornado <laughs> goes around the map, killing things. It's awesome. Uh, so do check it out. I would recommend anyone who hasn't gone back to check out their Demio. You know, free updates coming, cool. more yeah. and more coming. Yeah. So uh, that's been loads of fun. Still haven't touched the latest walkabout dlc but that's on on my radar as well uh a bit samey actually and then of course after the fall been been when i can getting my hook on that you know that game is just it's definitely yeah. i wasn't expecting to, to kind of leave this year with with a bit of a high and i know we're going to go into a lot of this stuff so we i'll will. leave it for now but um i'm very glad with how december kind of has finished mm. you know has, yeah. has kind of wrapped up in that so um, it's been a good end to the year for sure yeah, it has, absolutely. Um, yeah. And one of the things I was going to say is, as, as Mike introduced at the beginning, if anyone just joined us, right, we're running a Slido. Uh, I'll just open up, actually, the first question, which is going to ask you what you've been playing, uh, actually, as well, just over the last uh, over the last month, right, over the holidays and that. So let us know. Uh, it's called what's called a word pile. For those of you who aren't on the, <clears throat> on the visual podcast, who are listening back in the car or whatever, uh, we'll, we'll talk it out. But what happens is, any, any, so if someone puts down Demio, for example, or Gorilla Tag or something else, and two people do it, then that word gets bigger. So the word pile is, uh, is kind of fed by the more people giving the same answer. Uh, and then it kind of just piles up and you get a nice visual of it. We do this, uh, we've done this, this is the third year in a row. Um, yeah. and, and so it's becoming a bit of a tradition for us. It's really cool to see that snapshot in time. I'd recommend you join us again. It's just sli.do or slido.com uh, or the app. All of those work and just type in F reality and you'll be there. So. Nice. I'll open that up just now. Nice. While they're they're tapping away there, then I'll I'll sort of share my highlights because a bit like you guys, you know, we, we spend so much time in VR over the year that kind of like the holiday season is kind of like a nice time for us to kind of just <laughs> not play VR stuff uh, and just play catch up with some pancake games, catch up with movies and stuff like that. And I've spent yeah. <laughs> I've been spoiling myself <laughs> this 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 holiday season. I've played so many great games, uh, just to name a few: uh, Death's Door, Guardians of the Galaxy, Inscription, uh, mm. Doom Eternal as well. Um, wow, that's good. Yeah, literally, the only one I haven't finished is Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but I finished the others. Uh, they're all fantastic games. I'd recommend each and every one of them. But my latest obsession is a game called Ready or Not. Uh, it came out two weeks ago on Steam. Um, relatively unknown game, but has has got overwhelmingly positive reviews. Seventeen thousand overwhelmingly positive reviews, um, and basically it's like a kind of like a, a SWAT. Like a do you remember, do you remember the classic SWAT games? Yeah. Or or even the old school Rainbow Six games. Um, I love Rainbow Six. I mean, so you, you, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me as well. So you'd have like a, a siege situation or something like that. You'd have to go in as a team, very slow, very tactical, uh, approach a door. You've got like five different options. When you get to a door, you can either like kick it down. You can breach it with a shotgun. You could blow the door off the hinges with C4. You could peek it and throw a flashbang in. Mm. You need to check it for traps. Uh, and there's, there's like buildings with like, you know, like 50, 60 odd doors in there. So yeah. like it's a really slow game but really, really intense because the enemies in this game are very, very sharp. So if you do something wrong, you're going you're gonna to get killed oh. like, with a single shot. Um, so it's all about playing tactically. Uh, so far, I've been playing a, like a mix, mostly single player, but I have played online with other people. Um, but communication, so of course, a is key. Player, how does a single player work? Then? Yeah. Is it like... So you work with AI characters, uh, an AI team, and then you instruct them what to do. So you can instruct them to uh, stack up on a door, okay. uh, how to breach it, uh, mm. and then you can like run it from there. Um, and but is, yeah, it, is, it, is it like randomly generated then, or is it... So the levels are fixed, but the enemy spawn locations are randomly generated and the civilian uh, yeah, spawn yeah, locations yeah. are randomly generated. And the problem you'll get is, and this is where this game, like for me, is just phenomenal, is that you'll go into a situation and you'll you'll look at someone and think, okay, they're harmless, they're a civilian. And then you'll, you'll shout at them to get down on their knees to then approach them and rest them. But then they'll just like whip out a gun out what? of their like waistband what? and no, try and take thing. shots at you. So... <laughs> You can you can that's go amazing. in, and the thing is, you've got such a range of weaponry. You, you can go in and go go like non-lethal. So uh, you've got access to a taser, you've got access to a beanbag shotgun, you've got access to CS gas, um, and obviously all like lethal weapons like assault yeah. rifles and everything else. Uh, but you've also got like uh, battering rams, uh, like cameras that you can slide under doors to check oh, out the yeah, rooms yeah, before yeah. you breach uh -huh. them. Tons of like gadgets that you can use at your disposal. Um, so it really depends on like your kind you of play style. You can also like, you, like look through walls and stuff with like sonar beats and stuff like that? Not really, but you, you, they've got good audio, so you can hear footsteps in rooms uh, if people are moving around. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny, like when civilians don't um, behave themselves, it's like some, for example, like you could tell them to, you could breach a door and you're all like a, you know, a group of like dudes, like all in black with guns and you're telling them to get on the floor and they'll just be like, F you, and they'll just like run out of another door into the arms <laughs> of like a terrorist potentially. So you've kind of got to subdue like, Uh, civilians as well but not obviously not kill them so that's when the non-lethal weapons come in so like tasers and and beanbag guns um oh. but yeah it, it's an early access right now it's got like uh five or six levels that are really well thought out but they're adding more um but yeah i've just been really enjoying it i'm looking forward to like getting a proper team when people more people discover this game yeah uh, but also yeah. I, i think you know a lot of the other games i played over the holiday season they wouldn't really work well in vr but this is one that's because it's so slow and because yeah. it is tactical and methodical and re relies on communication mm. i think it would be an excellent vr game wasn't um, there uh, like breach it but it just didn't really go anywhere uh, totally. yeah, but breach maybe maybe one. in this yeah. year or maybe next like <laughs> this is maybe a moment to reconsider this i think i think their game on playstation vr was the closest we got right uh, totally totally yeah. yeah and it kind of gives me like firewall, firewall. vibes yeah. as well like the kind yeah. of grittiness of it um, but yeah, really loving Ready or Not. So if you're interested in that yeah. kind of like tactical police style game, uh, <laughs> definitely go and uh, check that one out. Yeah, Like like Nathie, nice. I'm a Battlefield nut and this year was a little disappointing in that space. But mm. I still want, if they even if they like took a Resident Evil 4 kind of page out of the book and did Battlefield Bad Company 2 in VR, I would, I would die for that game, you know? Yeah. I really would. Yeah. 
Of course, of course. Bad Company was like one of the highlights of the Battlefield series, right? It's funny, it's a funny one, yeah. Yeah, so uh, maybe we can read out some of um, what the chat have been up to in the Slido. Yeah, yeah. I I just wanted um, to, like, I was already ready to read it myself, but we got a Slido, so I'm just going to kind of sit back and uh, relax, I guess. Yeah, this should show up here. Let me just see here. There we go. Bingo! All right, so what have we got? So Massive in the center, not a surprise, actually, Uh after the fall. Uh, a little bit on the periphery of that, we got Walkabout Mini Golf, VR Poker. Kind of surprised in that one. Uh, DMO, Population One, Halo Infinite, VR Chat. <laughs> and then we got a whole ton of other games. Um, so we've got Puzzling Places, Matrix. Mm. That must be the demo yeah. uh, on yeah. PS5 if you missed it. Amazing. Um, Synth yeah. Riders, Poker Stars, Resident Evil 4, Lone Echo 2, Minecraft. Still a popular one, although a, a modded thing. Uh, in Death Unchained, Unity Development. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one that, that's that's readying uh, us for next year's list how many um, hours you got in that exactly <laughs> pistol whip uh, what else have we got half-life alex of course moon glow bay yeah, i don't so, recognize I, I like, well, what is uh, that the, i i entered that one as well oh. it's a it's it's a very nice fishing game uh, very relaxing to play uh, it's free if you have an xbox game pass uh, okay. It's a, it's, it's a pixel pixel type game. Oh. game. It's really nice. Cool. Really relaxing. Good to see uh, After the Fall getting so much love. That's cool. It's absolutely getting yeah. love. There. And, and Demio. Yeah. 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 See, Demio is second in line there. Fine. Yeah, love that That's one. Fun. I'll leave that up for a little bit if anyone else wants to still chip, chip in their, their game names. As I said, this this is kind of the, the one with the training wheels. So now you know. If you use the same syntax as everybody else, then that kind of adds together. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll do that again So for the next one. Very cool. Very cool. So before we get into our, our highlights of, of the year, I want to say thank you uh, to the first sponsor of today's show. And that is from our friends over at Resolution Games with Blaston. Now, if you've never heard of Blaston, it's a, a 1v1 bullet hell shooter where you must use a, an array of weaponry to take down your opponent or whilst kind of dodging incoming fire. And it's all kind of slow moving fire. So you can really get that kind of like Neo Matrix vibe going on. Um, they've, just res- they've just released their latest update. It's called Arctic Blast, which which adds loads more content to the game, including new weapons and characters. And also, this is really cool, um, you can create your own tournaments now. Um, so you've got a, br- a brand new way to play. And you've also got um, these arenas that you can do in pass-through mode. So instead of having like a full VR arena, you can activate the quest pass-through mode and you can actually have Blast on in your own living room or whatever room you decide to play VR in. So yeah. kind of like a really cool mixed reality experience using pass-through, which is kind of unique. We've not really seen that very much no. in uh, VR games. So uh, props to them for adding something kind of cool and a bit different. That like always reminds me of that Magic Leap demo where they uh, like where with the with the alien that comes through the wall and you pick up the gun and you start like shooting it, right? Uh, the, the so that was like a, I can't remember the the game. It was like the steampunk one. Is that what you're call, you're thinking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember what it's called now, but that was a Magic Leap game. But like, yeah, Mag- yeah. So which Magic Leap yeah, demo? Yeah, uh, that they were shown. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, uh, that, with that, that mixed reality moment. experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. So we've added links to Blast On for Quest and Steam in the description down below if you want to check it out. So thanks to Resolution Games for sponsoring the show. Uh, also, thanks to Paradise Decay for uh, not only the super chat for for his continued support moderating the show. Uh, he says, Happy New Year, everyone, and my favorite VR family. That's very, oh, us. very sweet. Paradise <laughs> Decay. Oh, Thank you very much, dude. Yeah. And it was great Like we had a small respite in the year where we could actually go to events and we got to meet PD and mm-hmm. give him a hug in person. So that was yeah. also a highlight of my year. Um, 
But yeah, like I said, uh, like Zim mentioned, if you want to sort of submit some of your highlights uh, from 2021 and your hopes for 2022 using the Slido app or head over to slido.com and we can read out some of your uh, highlights and hopes for 2022 uh, later on during the show. Um, but I've kind of got like a brief summary of my take on 2021 uh, that I kind of prepared and then maybe we can go into more of a roundtable discussion if that's okay with you guys. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, so I think we can all we can all agree that like 2021 has been a bit of a challenging year for everyone. You know, uh, it was the second year of this ongoing pandemic, uh, which we're all still struggling through today. But I have to say, I'm extremely grateful that we've got access to this incredible technology in VR that's allowed us to experience other realities whilst her own has kind of been a bit difficult, put it that way. So many of us have found a place in VR to uh, either relax or to meditate, to work out, hang out, socialize or play uh, with friends in an incredibly immersive way that just wasn't possible for many of us in reality. And for many of us, it still isn't possible today. So I'm incredibly grateful that this technology exists in my lifetime. Um, in 2021, the whole world became more aware of VR and AR technology as well as everyone was talking about the metaverse after Facebook uh, rebranded to Meta and shared their vision for the future. It became this huge buzzword in tech and everyone referring to anything to do with NFTs, crypto, VR, AR, Web3 and gaming as a whole all was kind of lumped into this kind of phrase, the, the metaverse. We're of course a long, long way from a true realization of the metaverse, but the vision of a shared virtual world is clear and we, we kind of understand where we're heading. Despite many VR headsets being released in 2021, Meta are still leading the charge with the quest to far and beyond any other player in the VR space right now. And leading up to the end of 2021, there was this huge surge of new VR users all opening a quest to at Christmas, which was uh, heartwarming to watch. And to see that excitement of people opening a quest to, particularly from the younger generation, kind of was very reminiscent of, you know, reliving my childhood and opening like uh, old school consoles as a kid, like the Nintendo, uh, you know, NES system and the Super NES system. So it's amazing to see that excitement in the young, younger generation uh, in VR tech. Um, also, VR developers are seeing huge boosts in revenue, which is also heartwarming to see. And also we as content creators have seen an increase in views on our channels. And there were also stats that indicated the Quest 2 uh, potentially outsold Xboxes this year, which is also incredibly impressive. In VR 2021, in, in 2021, VR really became, uh, started to go uh, mainstream. So despite a challenging year, VR has continued to grow and I'm hopeful this year will be even better for the industry as more competition enters the space. So I kind of want to end this summary by saying thank you to all my VR friends and colleagues, especially you guys on the FReality podcast. I want to say thank you to all the supporters of the show and all individually of our channels. I want to thank you to say thank you to the VR hardware makers and also thank you, most importantly, to the incredible VR developers for making a challenging year a much easier one. And here's to an epic 2022. Happy New Year to you all. Yeah. Cheers. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it has been a challenging year, but like I say, it's, it's, it's been better because of this tech being available and the amazing games and experiences we've been able to, uh, to play this year. So I thought maybe we would, uh, sort of each share some of the highlights in, in VR that we've had this year and also share what we're excited for, for the year to come. Um, so any sort of, anyone wants to go first in terms of, um, things that really stood out for them as, as being, special this year yeah i i, okay. I don't mind going first sure, um, go for it. i i think like as well like you know because of the lockdown that we've experienced and some have had it a bit tougher than others i know that montreal is currently back again uh with a lockdown even an evening clock has been reinstated so everyone needs to be inside by i believe 9 p.m 
uh, or 10 p.m. Uh, so th- that makes things like rough. And, and for me, VR has been a way to like kind of like escape that as well as a bit of like escapism. And I always like to to play single player games. So I've always been a, v- a very big single player because it allows that escapism. But at the same time, I see especially VR is like a social platform. So I think that the, the two big highlights for me have been probably one of the best single player experiences that we have received uh, on, on, on the game. And it's a little bit of sad story as well because it's probably the last PC VR game that we'll see for a little while that was Lone Echo 2, of course. Uh, mm. I think that was a, an incredible release. We waited a very long time for yeah. that game to finally come out. Yep. Um, but I mean, it's it, it delivered and, and it probably didn't sell as well as like many of the other quest titles, but I'm still very happy that we received that game and that you could like, you know, disappear into that world for a little while and experience that story. And I, I would highly recommend that for everyone, for to anyone who's like, you know, into like single player experiences and wants to like, you know, get into a, like a, a very... Um, sentimental story in a very like uh in a very nice way uh, so i think that's my my biggest highlight for the year and then the social experiences even though i'm not really like a multiplayer kind of person uh, I, I still see that as like a, a very important kind of thing because you know you still want to be you know social in a way you know you still need to be and uh, I, I think that vr is an ideal medium for that and for that i think that demio for me mm-hmm. was probably you know the, the the big one because it allows you to bring in friends together uh, into like a, a a very cool kind of game, very different from any of the other multiplayer games that I've ever played, even in non VR. Like I, I I've never played something like this in in non VR. Um, but uh, yeah, that that game really 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 blew me away in like how it delivered uh, and the story that it that it that it that kind of like allowed you to shape. Yeah, and and that was the thing like playing Demio with you guys um, was was also like a highlight of the year for me. It wasn't the highlight, but it was a highlight. Um, but definitely, yeah. like I never got into like tabletop gaming as a kid. So like people that got mm. into Warhammer or Dungeons and Dragons, but that's yeah. exactly how I'd imagine that feeling to be like just gathering around the table with your mates and like going on this epic adventure together. And the thing is, like, there's so many moments that still stand out for me. Like you know, sacrificing you the first time we played <laughs> together, and, like, like every time, every yeah. time we played together, and, and the struggles of taking down the Rat King because it was it was a struggle. And like oh you know, God. I think we int- that was before you had like a save system that they've now implemented since into the game so you had yeah. to like do your run in a single go and i think we were clocked in at what four or five hours so uh, it was, it was getting like four, really yeah. really late um but we just kind of pushed <laughs> through and made it and that's it's that struggle and that we all experienced together that just made it you know really stand out in my mind as a memorable yeah, experience sure. yeah it reminded me of um when we took down the, de- the devouring um uh, in that what was it five plus oh, almost God, six yeah. hours yeah. where you have to do it in one run and like you could tell <laughs> even halfway through that like halfway through the devouring i could tell nathan was like noping out already he was like I'm, I'm i'm just exhausted i'm done with this not enough and then and i, I think all of us got there with the rat king because it was like we are we are toast like there's no way we can knock down this wall but we just managed it you know we managed it in the end and to be honest, that's what the last two years kind of feels like. It feels mm-hmm. like we've just managed to bust through two brick walls with our heads. Uh, and like what Rowdy said, I mean, if you're, if you're not getting the social through VR, like, how are you doing it? I mean, yeah. Zoom calls suck. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you know, I think VR is the, the only way that I've, I've been able to see body language, like in yeah. that spatial environment. And this is the thing that, this is the thing that shocks me and I really feel badly about is uh is anyone who went through those last two years and and 
didn't even know VR was a thing, hadn't mm-hmm. experienced it, didn't have that as a tool, uh, a coping mechanism even to, to kind of get through because it, to me, it's been so critical. Like anytime I've not felt like had a hard day, had a hard week, had a hard year, whatever. It's like, that's a, that's a great door just to be able to open whenever you want to just step into that world and just go somewhere else. Yeah. And you can, you don't have to go to the same place. You can go to many different places and it's amazing. It's just really, really incredible. And I think as well, like, uh, you know, what Rowdy said, if, if you're not even like a people person, you know, a game like Lone Echo 2, which was also your highlight, is, yeah. is a fantastic example of a game that you can really just immerse yourself into and fall in love with the story and the characters in that game and, and really get yourself uh, immersed in it. You know, that was a, a great game. And I think, like you said, Rowdy, it's, it's a bit sad to think that that might be one of the last great PC VR games for a while at least. I, I'm mm. sure it will eventually go full circle, but for at least the the foreseeable future, it will be one of the great last ones. Um, but yeah, it was it was long overdue, but definitely worth the wait for sure. Some good recommendations there. What about... You um, know what? I wanted on. just to say one thing on that, Rowdy. I wish I had known that there were nonlinear elements when I had played through. Because I didn't think to kind of wander off path as much as I did. Because the first game was yeah. quite linear. It was, yeah. And the second game actually introduces a fair bit of yeah. nonlinearity and stuff that you can go and find. So if you haven't played Lone Echo 2 yet, on the back of Rowdy's recommendation or anyone else here, uh, you know, just realize that. Like, go off the beaten track because you can be rewarded and surprised. It was the time that I found the uh, the jetpack <laughs> Uh, that you can just like, yeah. and it completely <laughs> like throws right? like uh, any, any sort days. of like comfort settings out the window, and you can just spin and roll through space. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's super intense, but really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the only moment of last year that I actually got motion sick. Yeah, <laughs> I was like yeah, really yeah. motion sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was uh, worth it. It was yeah. worth it. Um, I also want to say uh, thanks to Buck um, in the chat for the super chat. Happy New Year to you, wonderful bunch. Not just use him, uh, and also Alan Moore for the super chat as well. Not use him. Oh, not use him. <laughs> That's a dig at me. <laughs> oh, now, now you said it. Now oh, you, yeah. said you should have. You shouldn't have said that because yeah. now, now Zim got included anyways. Thank you to Alan Moore as well for the super chat. Um, So what about uh, things you're really looking forward to in 2022, Rowdy? Anything that really stands out that you're like excited about? Yeah, I mean, mean, I'm going to go on a similar kind of trend. Uh, I'm still hoping that we'll we'll get to see Assassin's Creed VR in there, especially because it's one of those games that I'm really wondering how they're going to do it because Assassin's Creed is known to be that, you know, open mm-hmm. non-linear kind of environment uh, especially like the, la- the later games that they've been making open world very uh, focused on trying to like build like a living world where you can like roam around in so i'm, I'm really wondering how they're going to do that in vr uh, because that that's a challenge in non-vr like doing that in, in, in virtual reality is going to be even more impressive if they manage to pull it off so i think that is a title that I'm really looking forward to. Maybe not because I'm that much looking forward to playing it, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in like, you know, what's it going to bring for VR if they manage to pull something off? Because, you know, there's other developers looking into that as well. And, uh, you know, the Rockstar is bringing GTA 3 already towards that. So maybe we'll see in the future, like other open world experiences being yeah. made in VR. And I think that's going to be like a big thing as well, because that's not something that we've seen so, so much uh, Mm. But it would be a very welcome addition to uh, uh, how how many how many years ago did this get announced? Because uh, at one point yeah. I almost started to wonder if this is still happening in the first place. Uh, mm. I think this was like in the Rift days that we got to hear about this. I think it was a bit later. Um, or was yeah. it Quest? I don't think it so. It was Quest days. It was Quest days. The first Quest. Yeah. yeah. The Rift was still around. Of the Rift was still around, but it, it was a double, wasn't it? It was Splinter Cell and yeah. Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah, were yeah. Both I, I remember two images showing up, but that's, that's all right. we ever got and never <laughs> heard anything 
since. Well, the, the same can be said with Project Four. Um, that's also, yeah, that's also surprising that it's smaller still team though. Yeah. Smaller yeah. team, so and, more understandable for delays, I would say, than yeah. the, the bigger. And I would say at least with Boneworks, um, the developers stress level zero. Like Brandon, they communicate. He, yeah, the, he's tweeted out that there is a trailer ready for Project Four, right? But he just hasn't released it yet. So the game is definitely mm. uh, still being in in development. Where we don't know if that's the case with the Ubisoft titles. Uh, but yeah, like you know. There'd be great games. And I think especially what we've seen over the last year with Resident Evil 4 VR, you know, it's those big name IPs that attracts yeah. traditional gamers to the VR medium. So uh, yeah. I think they're going to be important titles. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we hear more about them over the, the coming months. Um, so who wants to go next, highlight-wise? Go on, Zim. I'll, I'll, I'll hit it. Why not? Sure. So what I did for this highlights-wise is I just wanted to kind of recap on, on 15 games that made my year this year because for anyone who's like getting into vr and being like I've, I've heard vr is dead or whatever like these are games that if you haven't played any of these or at least you didn't know about them know about them maybe look them up and consider you know buying them or, or checking them out uh and i'll actually i'll lead in with the kind of cherry on the cake which is my runner-up and my game of the year because those two i just wanted to just kind of get out there okay the runner-up and i have to say this one had its title stolen uh, and the reason I went for, uh, for, for for this game, which is Space Pirate Arena, this is the runner-up, was because it is the, like Pokemon Go, I like games that get me doing something that I've never done before, yeah. and I did this socially, you know, um, with my wife, Buck, few other people, went down, rented various, uh, various <laughs> basketball courts, played that, played my yard, you know, all kinds of stuff. I went, like, well beyond the effort levels I normally go to to game. And that's similar to like the experience we had when Pokemon Go washed over everybody and you got you outside, got you like engaging in real real life again. Um, so again. so that that should have probably <laughs> taken it. The problem is that um, last year, was it last year? I think it was last year. Valve broke my heart uh, saying that Left 4 Dead wasn't coming for VR. But then uh, but then Vertigo saved the day, brought out uh, after the fall. And honestly, for everything that that game gives, even though it's five campaign levels at the moment it's still good enough to take the title for me for game wow. of the year so after yeah. the fall took it uh I'm, it took it took warm-up i definitely had to play it like it wasn't in the first hour or two and that's very similar to last year's winner which was medal of honor and uh, again applause to that team to even bringing that to quest because i'm glad that that's portable I, i'm amazed that's portable um for those of you with enough you know space on your on your flash drive or whatever but uh, so, so that's the kind of headliner. I just wanted to start off and say that after the fall, stole it uh, in December, and I, I, I can't even believe that because I kind of had my on my mind on on uh, Space Pirate Arena for a long time, and I hope it doesn't get lost or forgotten about because of the you know ten by ten meter space that you need for it. Um, people should still buy it, try mm. it. It's absolutely incredible. And the biggest tip I can give you is if you have a mobile phone, cell phone, use a hotspot rent a court or go to a local court right you're not doing this in blazing sun indoors if you can uh in a well-lit space two quests and it's it's amazing the thing that really gets me on that one and the reason i i thought originally it was uh, a game of the year candidate the fact that you can create your own levels is really really yeah. fun we managed to do that you can save like three different configurations build your own level then play laser tag in it you can build your own fucking laser tag arena like that's insane <laughs> to me it's absolutely yeah. insane and to have had that experience with my family my friends i mean that is a huge gift to me and i hope that they get back what they put into that project because it was a huge risk to make something so uh overreaching you know it's just already crazy that that technology is available to us right now 
Yeah. Uh, like I remember as a kid, like you know, like laser attack, like like was like a one year experience, once in a year experience. Maybe everyone was like looking forward to that. Yeah. But now you could do it in like in your backyard, or like you know, yeah. like it's or rent like a court and like just mm-hmm. do it yourself. It's yeah. uh, it's, it's mind blowing that that's possible. Yeah. Before you that move one. on, uh, Zim, to your other recommendations, I because those two games shared two of my highlights as well. So I thought I'd kind of chip in with with some of my thoughts on that. But Spacebar Arena definitely deserves credit 100% because it did something that no other game has done yet. And that warehouse scale or arena scale VR experience is a must try. And I think you, it, the, the payoff for making the effort to find a place to, to, to play it is definitely worth it. And even us, you know, like, um, Buck mentioned it in the chat, but we was at EGX, the Eurogamer Expo in London, and we found a, a, a place in, in the corner of the uh, convention center that no one was using. And we turned it into a little space pirate arena and we played together and it was just great, you know, to play with John and, and Buck and, and PD as well. Uh, and it, it's a magical experience that even if you're used to playing VR traditionally, when you play it in an arena scale environment and you're free to run around completely untethered, it really is magical. There's something magical about about it so props yeah, to yeah. iillusion for making something so special it's one of the first proper holodeck games if not the yeah. first because there have yeah. been room scale experiences before but that kind of you totally forget and you're just in that other place even if it's a lo-fi environment yeah, it just takes I, you somewhere I, else i i honestly think if you could give an award for like most innovative developer of the year it's them because they were pushing a new genre like all, most of the games we see are, you know, it, it, it's again a shooter exactly. and it's it, it's always kind of like the same. It's still fun. But but this is like, you know, pushing something out that isn't necessarily mainstream. It's like a niche within a niche, but it's amazing. And, and it sells VR. And I, I do think this game, like, um, it did get some hype. Not as much hype as I expected. But I do think this will return at some point. Maybe in 100%. a year or yeah. so. Yeah. And then suddenly this game is getting its second release. And then suddenly everyone you seize the potential of this. Yeah. yeah. The, the pandemic hasn't helped, you know, no, with the, the no. whole going out with your headset thing. But, um, but you know, on, on, no. the, on the flip side, you mentioned after the fall, you know, like um, we've been playing a lot. So Zim and I, Buck and, and Reese uh, DeKing, uh, also VR YouTuber, uh, we've been having a great time with it as a team. And I think that's the thing. If you can find a dedicated team, um, you know, have a little Twitter group or have a little Discord group, you know, play regularly together. You'll have like the best time. We've just been having such yeah. a great time. And it's almost like the game has become second place. Like just hanging out with the guys has just been like so much fun, you know? <laughs> it is, uh, it is. And then and then when we finally cracked like a master level, oh my God, the euphoria, because we've been working on it for so long. Uh, it oh. was great to finally crack that together as a team. So that was and another great moment for me this the, year. The, the difficulty balance of master in After the Fall. Once you get there, like um, it is like fine wine cheese, mm, d- like wonderful, absolutely wonderful. There aren't many games that like hit that for me where it's like it's tough enough. It's like a proper challenge. Yeah. But you can still break through, uh, and it's great that it's leveled enough that you know with four people or two people you can still manage it uh, and and get that done. The harder difficulty, I don't know if I'm ever going to, I don't know. It's probably beyond me, Nightmare. my human, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I would love Maybe to not. watch. I think I've, I've watched someone play Nightmare 
and they were very, very like they had tricks like you know, uh. that we picked up along the way. Um, but yeah, it's great, great game. Looking forward to see how that evolves over the next year because they've really got something special there. And if they invest the time and effort uh, like they did with Population One, like Big Box did with Population One, then they've got a real yeah. gem yeah. on their hands there. So yeah, props to Vertigo Games with After the Fall. What about what are your other recommendations then? So I'm going to go quick here because sure. I don't want to take too much time. Um, so the year started off, and this is kind of in pseudo chronological order, mostly in order. Gorilla Tag, okay, that one again, running around the playground, amazing. amazing. You think it's for kids? Fucking be a kid again, right? Be a kid again and try it. Uh, second one, the Climb Two. I really like that Climb came back again oh, that, for new that players. That came out this year. It's so weird. It doesn't Can, feel like this a, is a very oh, long year. year. This is last this year. year has been very long for some reason. Sorry. This feels like three yeah. years glued together for some <laughs> some strange reason. So I really like that the Climb came back. I would ask them, please, multiplayer, multiplayer, yeah. multiplayer, yeah, multiplayer yeah, yeah. right? We want that. Um, and, a, and a PC release as well, because they do have a PC build laying around. Yeah, because because that it's pretty as hell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. It's a gorgeous game. And like if you really want to climb uh something in an amazing environment, that's that's one. They do those nice little trinkets as well. Finding, I don't know. Nathan, you you picked up most of them. You know them. What kind of trinkets can you find in the climb? Uh, oh, you mean the the like Easter eggs? Or, yeah, oh, things yeah, like yeah, that. Like it's a like UFO no Chomsky stuff. Some some little toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You can find all kinds of things. Um, then next, and this game I think didn't get applauded enough for long enough. So again, I'm just gonna blow a little hot air into it. If you like horror games, I really really liked the maturity in Cosmodread. It isn't just a short fuse horror game. You'll be playing a good probably four or five hours before you kind of clock it, right? And it'll t- take you maybe one to two hours to kind of get it done uh, and then feel like, okay, pat it myself on the back, I've done it. So this is from the creator of Dread Halls, which was a very kind of bite-sized, you know, seven to 12 minute experience and to have been able to expand that out into a game that can keep your attention, keep the tension, but not be leveraging just jump scares. Cosmodread really deserves your money uh, if you are into horror. Now, just a word of caution, if you're new to VR horror, if you're new to horror in VR, it hits a lot harder than it does on flat. So just bear in mind, if you're a new quester who's just come across this podcast, um, just maybe, you know, dab your feet into something <laughs> first before, you know, paying a lot of money for five horror games and then realizing you're not up to the snuff. Um, but yeah, Cosmo Dread for me was a really, really big one. Like um, start soft with like alien isolation or something. Oh yeah, real soft. <laughs> yeah, powering oh and peeing God. yourself in a closet, right, Rowdy? Oh, Jesus. No, no. <laughs> Uh, that is possible, by the way. There was a mother uh, mod for that if you do want to play Alien Isolation. The other one that uh, came out was uh, the standalone version of Peerhead Arcade, ah. which confusingly is actually a merger of Peerhead Arcade 1 and Peerhead Arcade 2. It's available on App Lab, and it's just called Peerhead Arcade Quest. Um, so you can get that. It merges all their games together, which is amazing. And if you can play that with like up to four people, it is a great family game. That is one that mm. I used in the middle of summer that was like, I want to take my kids to the arcade, play pinball machines, play coin droppers, get them a plushie and have my daughter <laughs> annoy me with a, a, an air horn. You know, it, it's great for that. It's really <laughs> great family game. So if you don't know about App Lab, if you're new again, check out App Lab. There's tons of games on there. It might be a little bit overwhelming, but that's a that's a really good one. Purehead Arcade Quest. Um Mike, you talked about Doom. I actually, this year, for the first time ever, I'd played Doom VFR when it launched on PSVR, but then I played the first Doom. I beat that. And then I went on to Doom Eternal, and I really like both of those games. They're both amazing flat games. And then I, I wanted to get that Bloodlust uh, saturated in VR, and, and, and um, 
Everslot absolutely mm. fed that. That Everslot, oh. and they just had an update. I'm really keen to check it out. Um, Everslot is like your Doom fix in VR. The enemies move, they climb on walls, they jump. Like, it is an active FPS. So if you're looking for something a little bit more bludgeoning, uh, then that is a, that's another one that I'd recommend. On the complete opposite side of the spectrum, Puzzling Places is where I escaped to this year. Uh, that is a game that is photogrammetry, so you piece together these scenes um, which is basically a puzzle, and I'm, I thought puzzles are boring. I thought puzzles in VR would just be as boring, uh, but it turned out it is like a special thing. And with the ambient music sounds as you clasp the various bits together, when you progress, it must be like ten percent, twenty percent. There's these little sounds that go off, mm-hmm. and it, it could be little fireworks and all kinds of stuff. All these noises, noises of horses in a stable, absolutely enveloping. It's a beautiful game. Um, it's very, beautiful. very chill. Very chill. Do you want it's the headspace? Like, um, it's a perfect game for that. It's like last year's, um, was it the connected version of Tetris came out? Because Tetris Effect, if you if you have kind of overlooked it from previous years, is another one which had a similar um, power to it. Mm. So that was Tetris. Um, the other ones that I, I'll go quicker through these. I said Space Pirate Arena already. Just a quick tip, that Space Pirate Trainer, and it's Space Pirate Arena is inside that package, just in case. DX, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Space Pirate Trainer DX might be a little confusing. Squingle, I've mentioned that before, I like that a lot, it's a puzzle game. Um, Song in the Smoke, which is mm. a survival game, Lo- it's like got a cult following. Loads of people are, are, are singing praises about this. I've played several hours in it. I love it. I just want more time in it. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait. So that one. That can oh. be actually like, because uh, I saw people in the, in the chat saying as well, like at night that turns into a proper horror game as well. Mm. Yes. It, yes. It's the only like well acclaimed game that i haven't played this year like I, I, a lot of people have been talking about this game it's the only one that a lot of people have been talking about that i haven't played so i really well, should time january to play that one yeah. though like yeah. really like you need to sink time in that one and yeah. let it let it grow on you i, I would back game. four or five hours even just to say i've introduced myself to the game i understand all the main elements yeah um you need probably five hours set aside for that um cool. lone echo 2 rowdy already mentioned fantastic um Resident Evil 4, of course, again, tip my hat for the conversion. I love conversions, actually. Hubris, uh, which was weird. That's a demo, something coming up in next year, and that's partly answering the next question Mike could mm-hmm. ask. Um, Ancient Dungeon, which finally saw its proper release, which is a, a, a roguelike uh, indie dungeon game. Absolutely fantastic from a single dev in Germany. Love that. Um, I mentioned Medal of Honor dropping on Quest, which was fantastic, and then my game of the year was after the fall and that kind of finished the year for me. So if anyone says to you, VR is dead or what, like it's totally rubbish. This has been a fantastic year for VR. Mm. We've really gotten a cro- whole uh, plethora of different categories have gotten fantastic titles. So no matter what you want, yeah. I feel like there's something there for you. Um, this is one of the best years that I can remember in terms of the breadth of content and fantastic content in each of those channels. Nice nice yeah. um so what i'll do is i'll chip in next uh, with with some of my highlights and then we'll move on to nathy um but yeah like i said you know space pirate arena and after the four were definitely two of mine um my number one this year was definitely resident evil 4 uh vr you know the uh, i think it's one of the best ports of resident evil 4 uh to date uh, i know i've pretty much played them all i played the original on the gamecube i played the remake on the wii with the motion controls and i played it on pc with a hd remaster and then i played it again uh with the quest version and the quest version is by far my my favorite because you know actually being in the shoes of leon kennedy and exploring that world is is completely something else a completely new take on that game and i think they did an incredible job in porting it over some things work better than others like 
the lake was a particularly low point for me. I think they could have handled that better. And that's that actually made me feel a little bit motion sick for the first time mm. in a long time in VR, just mm. because my orientation was just completely thrown all over the place with the, the cut scenes cutting in and out. Um, but overall, I think, you know, uh, they did a great job with it, especially with the different uh, comfort settings, especially because there's a lot of newcomers coming into VR. And, you know, it's a big title that attracts a lot of traditional gamers coming into VR as well. So uh, that was definitely a highlight for me. Um, a question and- on that one, Mike. Have you ever seen, I don't think we've ever seen any studio, any platform push a game as much as left, as, as Resident Evil 4? No, like Oculus, uh, mm-hmm. Meta. Well, you was know, that maybe yeah. 20 plus videos? Yeah. yeah. They promoted the Everything crap out on of this game. Ah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. They were super proud of it. And they, they should be super proud of it because, yeah. you know, it well, was. they were overly proud of it. It was a great thing. paint Oprah's it's... car, right? With a zombie? Uh, no? Yeah, Oprah, as she recommended. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, I played through it in like two or three se- sessions. You know, I, I, I was just yeah. completely engrossed. I couldn't stop yeah. playing. Um, this, and this, it, it was this... a pleasure to play through. Like, like I know we had this discussion before you can go back to it. I think it's like two, three episodes ago when I was like in Paris. Like it ignited this this whole hype for more ports. I think because of this game's success, we're going to see an yeah. increase of so many ports. But hopefully that that's what the discussion was all about. Hopefully we're also going to see built from the ground up VR experiences. Yeah, so course, it kind of yeah. balances out. In, in of course, of course. Yeah, it needs a healthy mix of both, I think. But I do think yeah. those big name titles attract... Uh, you know yeah. a, another crowd which i think is important to grab and, hold and, of those and, people and this this game was was made to be a vr title doesn't mean that every triple a title should be a vr game you know so mm. it needs to be handpicked it needs agreed, to be looked agreed. at and then uh, agreed yeah yeah but a great game yeah Great game, great game. Absolutely loved it. Um, but a couple of hidden gems that I really want to give some spotlight mm, to. Uh, yeah. One of them is Cosmodred that, that Zim mentioned, because I, I really got into Cosmodred as well. Um, and it's probably a hidden gem, I would say, along with the other game that I'm going to recommend. Uh, and like you, you know, I, I was sort of wanting a, a, a dead space game in VR. I still want that now. So if they're going to make a, you know, a port of a game, dead space would be the one that I would personally choose. Um, works very similar to Resident Evil 4. So I think it would work well, but um, Cosmodred kind of scratched that itch a little bit and it had the same sort of vibes. You know, you're, you're on your own. It's very claustrophobic. It's very dark. You've got these monsters on a ship, um, but it's a roguelite. So, you know, if you die, you start from the beginning again, but you get access to different weapons and modifiers and stuff to make the game a bit more interesting. I've been eagerly waiting for the developer to add more content to the game since it's released, but I don't think I've seen that. I've been kind of like every now and again checking in, but I think it's more polished that he's been adding. Am I right? He's been slow. So, uh, White White Door Games, uh, Sergio Hidalgo, they've they've been really slow over the years to kind of add. They he'll he'll release it, he'll tweak it, modify it, and then you'll probably see the year following, he'll drop something in, and like with no patch notes or whatever. He, he's evil that way. Like sometimes he'll drop something in, and then you'll be playing it. You're like, oh my god, I didn't even know that thing was there. Yeah. Um. The the most interesting thing about that game you just reminded me of is the, just the battery system yeah the fact that you have to decide between lights and like powering certain things and yeah. then <laughs> you have to like drop batteries in certain places it's just really a smart game design i think but and, i just became obsessed with it because I, I just wanted to finish it i just wanted to know what happened and i just you know and the whole idea the whole premise is that you're on a ship you're running out of oxygen it's full of monsters you've got to escape it's that simple but you just want to know what happens when you do escape and you know it, yeah. it's, it's a fantastic game like so definitely one of the indie hidden gems i would say that maybe passed a lot of people by but you should definitely go and check this one out 
The second one I would say is the Secret of Retropop- oh. Retropolis, which oh, yeah, is one yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. I was recommended by Nathy actually, mm. and I know it was kind of like a hidden gem for you as well. But yeah. basically, if you, if you grew up in an era like I did of point and click adventure games like Monkey Island or Beneath the Still Sky or you know like the Indiana Jones series, whatever it might be. You've probably not played a game like that for a long time. And if you play this, it gives you those vibes like all the way back again of like just like wacky discovery. Like, oh, if I combine this with this is going to solve this puzzle. Um, And it's got some great moments in that. Also some fantastic dialogue uh, due to the great voice acting. And um, it's just got this really nice like indie vibe about it, but just a great short story. So, you know, you you could probably complete it in what, an hour and a half, I think. It may be even less. Um, It's one of those perfect Sunday games, you know. And, it, and there's it, more coming too, right? I, I think this oh, was right. like the this is like the yes. first episode. It kind of feels like you're in a noir comic kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so you're like yeah, this like amazing. robot detective. That's basically uh, the premise, though, right? And it's, you're solving. It, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's, it's great. And I, I would I like say those things, I yeah. would say that you know, like I said, it's a, it's a great Sunday game. So you know, it's raining outside. You don't want to go <laughs> outside and walk the dog or whatever. You've got like a couple of hours to kill. Buy this game, fire it up. You'll have a great, memorable experience in VR and that's the secret of yeah, Retropo- I, and, Retropolis and, and, I, and I think the best part about this is that first they were an app lab and they told Oculus listen this is this is what we have this is like it's too short to be a game but then in the end maybe because of all the support maybe because of like how well it was made and stuff it did come to the official store yeah so I'm very happy that stuff like this does maybe it takes a bit too long to get there I, I wish it would have just you know, gotten on the store like maybe like a, a few months in, but still, it's now on there, so it gets some more eyes. And yeah, this is amazing. It's great. It's really yeah, great. It feels a bit like um like an Oculus Studios game from back in the day. Remember, you used to, well, used yeah, to get all those like hand drawn yeah, Oculus Studio titles. Yeah. And I do feel like they have they still have people in the organization who want to fill that. And so, anytime a title comes up that isn't just the same thing we've seen before. They, they tend to green light it. I'll just mm. use the Steam term, right? And they, they kind of promote it to the front storefront. But uh, thank you for the recommendation, by the way. That is well worth... Um, I mean, you both recommended it to me and I went mm. away and I, I took you up on it and, and played it. It, it. it reminded me of Day of the Tentacle. I, I used to love playing Day those LucasArts games. Loved it. Yeah. It's just... And, and the thing is, it's just like Demio. Once you see that equation, you're like, I just want more of this. Totally. I'll have this times 10, please. Totally. So hopefully totally. we get more like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Resident Evil 4 VR and the Hidden Gems, uh, Secret of Retropop- Retropolis. I keep forgetting the name. <laughs> yeah, and Cosmo Dread. Um, so what about you then, Nathan? What, are you, what were your highlights uh, of this I year? Mean, you guys scooped up all the games already, but... Uh... Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, Red, Retropolis uh, scored very high on my list, list too, and especially because of the fact that I, I, I kind of got lost in the whole VR lineup where I was like, where are the games with, and we said it for many years now, with a good story, with mm. something that is, that you, like, the gameplay comes second almost, um, and, and that was like Retropolis. Um, for me, Resident Evil scored high too. I never played it before. I thought it was amazing. Felt like it never ended um and 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 yeah you're playing a triple a game and it 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 feels that way it got completely reinvented uh also for for a game that looks so so ugly on the pancake it looks amazing in vr i i it's something magical that you can't describe especially the first moment i got into the menu and you see this church 
and you hear like the moment where you start the game like Resident Evil and you're like okay 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 this is kind of cool because I did play all the you know all the other games beforehand to kind of get into the vibes um, but I, I thought it was as good as like one of the you know classics on just uh you know the playstation yeah and so. it ran beautifully on quest 2 as well like it it ran so well and i think that was due to them only releasing it on quest 2 it was heavily optimized for that headset yeah. so it, it was a steady frame rate throughout and it just felt buttery smooth to play yeah yeah um and also yeah of course also because of the hype that that you know it brought to the whole vr scene this was before christmas right so mm. people were hyped before christmas season yeah. and that's that's kind of rare to see on that scale um yeah my number one is definitely lone echo as well uh i it's the same with space pirate i hope this will re uh, live at some point will be revived at some point because yeah. it maybe maybe if you look at the, this year or like last year like the for developers doing marketing has never been so difficult because all these games we we talked about so far are amazing but i feel like they never really like after oh they came out and then a week after everyone already kind of forgot right it's almost like it was hard to kind of sell your games to people uh, i don't know of course people are busy with all kinds of stuff um, but lone echo for me is like the the top of that where it's a triple A title that comes out. PC VR is pretty much dead in a way. Uh, will kind of return now with all the new Quest users because I don't know about you, but you see people looking for PC games instead of because they want single player, they want big and long stories. Um, but yeah, Lone Echo, amazing. Uh, maybe uh, they waited a bit too long to you know launch it, but. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. So I don't know, like I, I, I wasn't pretty sure about what we were going to do here. So I also made a list of three titles that I was really disappointed by. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> do like, it, because we're having highs and lows. Oh, you uh, got some lows. Yeah, go for the yeah, lows. I have some yeah. lows too. Uh, uh, so uh, so my, my let, let's just go for like top three here. So on number three, I have Star Wars, the new one. Um, what's uh, Tales Galaxy, of the Galaxy's Edge. Tales from the Galaxy's yeah. Edge. I thought that from you know the uh, Vader Immortal series we would go a step up, but instead we kind of <laughs> went the other way. Although for you know new users they kind of made it for that, not for us necessarily VR enthusiasts. But I felt like we there was more to it, but the gameplay was kind of basic and felt you know bare bones but it was star wars so you couldn't really hate on it but that's the problem with these kinds of games vader immortal in many ways felt more epic it felt yeah, yeah, epic yeah, yeah, to be yeah. in whereas yeah but it wasn't really a game it was, it was more, more on rails and uh yeah, yeah. more filmic. Yeah. but then, then we went for more of a game but then you could see that the developers weren't necessarily super experienced in you know mm. uh, making it so yeah that wasn't really my jam uh, hopefully the next game they're maybe going back to the vader immortal roots but then with more gameplay because i think that's what we wanted from vader immortal more mm -hmm. gameplay maybe not episodic anymore go for one big game because this trend of jurassic and also star wars not my cup of tea uh, and it also kind of failed if you look at jurassic yeah i, I think it's i think both both uh dlcs failed in that sense i think it would it would it, like you said it would have been better for them to release yeah. either episodic or as a full package because just releasing it as an update it got lost in the whole wave of everything else going on and yeah. a lot of people missed yeah. it so from a, a marketing thing. perspective I, d I think that was a bad move for both of those studios 
The other problem in, in that, if you're going to release episodic, at least at least Vader Immortal wasn't episodic and serial. In other words, you mm. have to beat the part A to move on to part B. I think that's 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 a kit that's a, a poor design choice. Mm. You know, yeah. I said I can understand why they would do it, but I honestly think you should just allow a button that says skip to part B. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like I've reinstalled at this point. Yeah. It's been a year and a half. I'm on a new quest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, people don't want to just necessarily play through the first half. Yeah. Arcanian yeah. in the chat says I'd like a Mandalorian VR game. 100 percent behind you. Dude, yeah. the Everyone can agree with you there that we would definitely like that. I thought so, we did that, and then you flushed the little dude out the window, no? Uh, <laughs> flushed yeah, Rowdy out the window. Again, again, every time that we play together, I get sacrificed in some way or form. Yeah. <laughs> it's ritual. Uh, but, but as I said, about, about this list, Nathy, is, is number three the third yeah, yeah, disappointed yeah. one? So yeah, it's, it's going it's it's to scale gonna, It's not necessarily the, the worst game, but no, it's, it's not more like what you're like no. most, most disappointed, disappointed in. No, okay. but I, 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 like, I do want to say I do recognize why it was made that way. You know, yeah. uh, as we said, like you, you can make more cash with you know splitting everything apart for mm. VR beginner users. They're having a blast and they think this is the most epic thing they can play in terms of mechanics, visuals, etc. Well, it's not, but they they'll discover it. They will find out in a later mm. run that there is more out there. Um, so it did sell a lot of headsets and it, it, yeah. it was good for the industry, but for me as a VR enthusiast, I, 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 I've yet to play a true Star Wars VR experience that is like really, well, I mean, we had squadrons, but that was of course a pancake title with some I mean, VR, but to be fair, pinball good. was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the pinball one. Um, I'm joking there, but actually, you know what? I, I, I had a, when I had COVID earlier in the year, um, it was one of the only VR games I could manage because I was laid up on, You're and there's amazing, not much yeah. that works well laying down, but yeah. uh, actually pinball works oddly. Yeah, yeah. Um, then okay. on number number two, I have Larsenauts. Mm. Oh yeah, Fucking Larsenauts. Yeah. Um, I, I I have been keeping my own eye on this game since the moment it came out because I. I, I, I already, uh, like, I, I can tell you when we played this game up front, uh, because we got to play it early, uh, I already saw the issues it had in terms of, like, the gameplay mechanics. As I said, I thought this was a pancake game before, and they ported it over to VR half-baked, and they just launched it. I did warn the developers, I said, like, this might backfire, this is maybe, maybe you should work on it longer, but they were going to launch it, they had no other choice. Didn't go so well for them. I think it had a lot of backlash. It does seem like there is a small community playing it. So there is, it is making its comeback. They are updating it. They are working on making it better. But hmm. the first rule with oh, VR, VR games is if you screw up the launch, there is barely a return. You know, there's you're not going to get the audience back who first was excited for it. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a, yeah, I, think, I think you're absolutely right in calling it that because over the years. Yeah. It, but it could it's, have it's been the Overwatch. It could it, like it, it had the elements to be a great hero shooter. Again, a genre that we hadn't seen yeah. in VR yet. Um, and I was most disappointed because this is the developer who made Firepoint, mm. and they went from Firepoint to this. No, yeah, you know. So, um, so Firepoint yeah, Firepoint was amazing. So I want maybe, Firepoint too, man. That's yeah, gonna be please. Well, maybe maybe they, maybe that's why this game was so bad because they're working on an epic game for this. <laughs> yeah. <too. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah maybe maybe this will get it's but i i yeah i don't know i don't know i, I just don't really feel uh, larson alts and then on number one uh i have sniper elite oh uh, yeah yeah um, i agree with that one that that was again like uh, i played um i played the pc version because i felt like you know everyone is constantly talking about standalone i want to play this on pc and then what i played was a quest part 
of like barely any like visuals and everything. I was like, I could better play this on the Quest. And I, I just, that was for me an eye opener where I was like, okay, yeah, PC VR is really not getting any appreciation anymore. It's like, okay, let's just give them the Quest port because we're not going to sell much on PC anyways. So let's just go for that. But I mean, the it did give me the Sniper Elite vibes. I thought the AI was extremely dumb. It, it, I, yeah. I watched a podcast this week about yeah. someone who said, like, if there's something we want to see getting improved in every aspect of gaming, it's AI. Because AI in video games is, you know, kind of tricky. And in VR, of course, we're, you know, a little bit behind with that. And we have to kind of step it up even more. Um, yeah, those yeah. were worse than, like, Counter-Strike Podbots. I mean, they were, they were, they were, uh, it's, 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 it's bad in a way when a, a bot can outgame you just by wall hacking and that type of a thing that's the problem like you would you would you know point your head over the parapet as you're t- taking your sniper shot and the guy would just instantly snap around and know where you were and th- those kind of design flaws really can ruin a game that isn't a multiplayer experience mm-hmm. you know you, you rely on that being yeah. a cornerstone but you open an interesting question there Nathie. like why hasn't you know ai slash machine learning helped assist in the development of ai or, or or maybe those two fields just aren't yet plugged into each other there isn't an easy api that can tie yeah. into something like that to let your game uh engine run away and and kind of develop that based on human behavior because that would that would do it i would think now, yeah. it sounds simple on paper but and I, I just haven't it, seen that system yet you know credit credit to them for for launching the game on multiple platforms all at the same time because that's no easy feat but i do i do agree in that it was a, a title that doesn't really stand out in any way shape or form in my mind from this year of vr titles it just, no, it but just it's just very generic. This is a bit like Lars Knots. I feel like it felt it fell victim uh, to the whole pandemic situation. Uh, Sniper Elite was meant to come out on the PlayStation, uh, but never, uh, never. Well, it did, but in, in the end, they kind of postponed it because they saw the Quest selling so well. But it, again, like you're waiting so long. Like some games, it's the same with Eye of the Temple. Uh, also a great, great title, but. It should have been launched two, three years ago. And I know that's kind of easy to say from my perspective because I'm not making the game. But in some years when you decide to launch your game, it's maybe not the best year to do it. Yeah. And then and then you just don't you don't sell. And that's a shame, I know. But, you know, Quest is now the platform that kind of rules the, the whole planet here. Mm. So if you don't launch your game there... Yeah. Um, so yeah. So those are those were the games. That I was like, I was kind of gi- almost giving up on the whole uh, gaming side because for a well in the summer, I was like, where are the good games? Are there still things coming out that are actually decent? Of course, you have the indie devs on App Lab who are carrying the torch. But when AAA devs like these are fecking it up, then I start to really wonder what's going to happen with the industry we should also highlight uh the, the vr especially on the pc side the the, the vr modding scene was really uh you know saved the day yeah. in terms of pc vr content oh, you know yes. we had amazing mods from like luke ross uh we've also got like mods in the works now that are coming soon like um yeah. you know yeah. uh for what was it the uh the dwarf one what was it uh Hard Rock Galactica uh, is that what it's called oh oh actually uh yeah, yeah, yeah. deep rock galactic deep block, i have deep rock galactic ever- Ever since you guys uh, mentioned that, and then Rowdy was so emphatic about enjoying it, I, anytime I want my kids up at 7 a.m., I just say, rock and stone, and they fucking jump out <laughs> of bed and we go play. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I can't wait for that to come into VR. I think it's going to be a fantastic experience. Yes. But 
The so, modding scene has been good. I actually think the DLC scene has also been very good. A lot of our, our favorites have been getting great support. I mean, that walkabout map that we all played together, yeah, the amazing. one with the, yeah. the, the windmills on it that looked like Dutchland or whatever, it was, it was just incredible experience. And to get that kind of content added for no extra money, yeah. mad. You know, it's just like, it's mad. So what about uh, what about the chat? Um, obviously, they've been submitting their uh, yes, suggestions for their show that off for their yeah, highlights so can... for the Slido. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and see. So the giant. So what we asked was, what were your highlights of 2021? Uh, and the big bold text, and I wish I could back and endorse this myself. Uh, it says end of COVID-19 uh, is the biggest <laughs> flat. I don't know. It's over. I don't think it's, it's over. Ended, Did yeah. I miss a memo? It's, it's now COVID 2022, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're on to a totally different strain now, aren't we? So yeah. um, maybe if we're if we're very technical, that's it. For everything else that's in the periphery here, uh, Mike's Siri moment. That was in late. Mike, do you want to tell the tale of what happened that's there? That's definitely a highlight. I, I, I don't know how this happened, uh, but like I had my Apple Watch on and I was talking about the Vive facial tracker and how it worked and I was showing it to the camera and obviously I was in close proximity to my watch as I was speaking and for some reason it said something like I don't understand what you're talking about sex and I was just like where did this come you said, from? You said Valve Index at a certain point right, and, yes, and, yeah. and, it, and it hurts yeah, so I, I got trolled by my own Apple Watch. So that's what they're referring to there. Oh, that was uh, that's your explanation. I still think you said a reminder for something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an important meeting later on. But you, you know, I love that about the show. Like every year, there are some new memes getting created. And this yeah. is one of them. Also, Jim Barnaby, that happened. At like a, and, and, and also Zim apologizing to himself because he was so tired of doing yeah. the show. I love that stuff. I, I will and never forget. No apology I, still have, I still have a box in my attic from the UK Border Patrol that Nathy sent me a box labeled Jim Barnaby. I'm like, you can't send me shit that says Jim Barnaby on it. This is, it's going to get blocked and lost in customs. Oh, that's oh. Really good moments. The other things on this list, by the way, a yeah. whole bunch of different things. Um, Eye of the Temple, that's one we didn't mention, which again Great is a bit of a game. genre buster. Great right? So it, it's another room scale game. We have so few of these. Another one that I know had difficulty uh, marketing itself and all that. Um, yep. This mentions Gorilla tagging with F reality. I don't know who put that in, but uh, it's oh, obviously had more than one I vote. Know. So good, good, good one there. Guessing Serpo uh, or Caroline. Yeah, yeah. I was probably to say, yeah. <laughs> the room VR chat into the radius. Finding Nathy and VR Oasis. Very nice. Both of your channels, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Someone said going to high school. Uh, I'm glad we're out of that. Actually, I, I didn't much <laughs> like high school myself. Uh, started streaming on Twitch. Updates on PSVR two. Absolutely. That was that was. I'm sure we'll get into talking about that in mm. a little while. What in the world is Tales from Soda Island? Do you guys know what that is? <laughs> Someone trolling me? Is that is that is that like an adult feature or something? <laughs> you know what that is? I have no, I have no idea. So no, we always get some trolly ones, but that's that's essentially so, the word pile. So so were these then yeah. the, the the highlights in a way of all the gaming stuff? Yeah, because I don't think we have been talking about hardware yet. Not hardware yet. That's coming. So let, yeah, let, okay. let's get into it then. So like. Um, yeah. I think you know, I think it's fair to say we all use the Quest 2 this year. Um, is yeah. there any headsets that stood out for you guys? Uh, obviously, I've tried a lot of stuff. I tried uh, the Vario Aero. I tried the Apara 5K, which I talked about in the last show. I've tried an underwater VR headset, the the Ballast VR yeah, Diver uh, headset. That was kind of crazy. Um, 
I thought hmm. the G2 getting a revision was good because that's still for me, if I didn't have the quest for cabled VR, I probably would go there. As much as the controllers are controllers a bit Controllers sucked, yeah. Yeah, um, but for as a simmer and for somebody who yeah. saw Skyrim through that headset, I would I would do that headset. For, 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 for a simmer enthusiast, I'd definitely recommend the G2 yeah. for sure. For a traditional, like average gamer, I, I wouldn't so much. Um, but any other no, thing but if Quest 2 didn't exist if the Quest 2 didn't exist what, what would you have someone buying I would still um, Index choose the Index yeah that would be, be my index, second yeah. second favourite yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you wouldn't have standalone VR then it would yeah. still be yeah. old PC VR yeah. right? I, 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 think I wanted, I wanted to, to say PlayStation but it's so outdated now that you just can't uh, but it's a great system if you look at it overall you know yeah. but uh, yeah Index but then I think like, Nathan, PSVR you tried the, is the bargain bin right the links did that stand out for you oh, as yeah. like a headset that you would? Yeah, no, no, definitely, um, definitely, because uh, it, it's a bit what you know people are talking about with like Project Game VR now. You know where it's like this portal between VR and AR, and it kind of blends together, and it's like this next level way of like stepping into VR and then step out of it, but then you're in augmented reality. That's ah, amazing, and yeah. I, I hope that this that that this guy. Uh, gets to sell it because I, I like if if you look at the hardware that came out, everyone's like making hardware like, but but in the end with Christmas, I only see quests. Yeah, I don't see anyone um, yeah. repping an, an index, and of course the algorithm plays a part too. There are of course some people who got, but overall, yeah. it, 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 looking at the bigger picture, I didn't see people get a Vive Flow. I didn't see people get a PlayStation VR uh, or an Index or a G2, and that that's like. I would just like to see people think about, okay, what can we actually sell to consumers? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think as well, like w the funny thing with the Quest thing yeah. and something I want to talk about was that um, everyone was just referring to it as the Oculus, right? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I, if I was like meta now, the branding department, I'd be like, we've worked so hard on this brand. It, everyone yeah. knows this brand now and it's synonymous with VR. It's almost like the Hoover Thing. You know, like Hoover was a brand before it was known as a vacuum cleaner, right? They, they've right. almost got that tight-knit brand that is synonymous with VR now. And to just say, we're going to drop Oculus and call it the MetaQuest 2, I think it's the biggest mistake they'll probably ever make. And I wonder if, having seen all these responses over the Christmas period, that they're like, okay, maybe we'll no. call it the Meta oculus quest 2 or something like that i don't know and retain the brand uh, what do you guys think buy meta or something I, I still think they're gonna do that that buy meta stuff eventually see uh, oculus quest to buy meta, meta? I, I would be happy with but yeah. it, but the oh, the indication meta, was when they rebranded it was going to be called the meta of course, quest 2 of course, in future, but yeah. I, I think if they if they you know step back on that i don't think they're gonna like call it like the meta meta oculus quest i think they would do Oculus Quest by Meta. By Meta. I'd be happy with that. I think that's the thing I, is, I you can see it on their on their website, kind of the direction they're taking this, even after the announcement, right? If you go look at their past history, like I just went down to download a, a copy of Oculus's software. It says Quest 2. And it says, you know, Oculus Rift S, Oculus, blah, 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 blah. It has a whole back history. But what they're trying to do, I think, as they've been doing for the last five years, they're just modeling off of Apple. They want to make their headset so ubiquitous, so much the answer, that it's not called Apple iPhone. People just refer to it as iPhone. And the same thing for Quest, right? They just yeah. refer to it as mm. Quest. So I actually think that although they're dropping the Oculus tagging, and, and I will continue to still keep calling it Oculus Quest and things like that, because I just, I, I'm so connected to it almost spiritually at this we've, stage. We've said this before though. Can I remind you? Oh, please. So we, we were all at Oculus Connect 5, six maybe 
we were doing we were doing a podcast live at the event. And we were talking about Santa Cruz and we were like, I'm never going to call this thing the quest. It's going to be Santa Cruz until the day I die. <laughs> and then look what happened. Quest. Yeah, so. I, but I, I think I think it's like, I think Oculus brand is still going to disappear even after all of this, because the main reason yeah, why people said it is because it was on the box. If they changed the box three yeah. months before, then everyone would have called it meta. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like, I, okay, like I, it's, I still think the Quest box, one of the weirdest designs of someone like almost using paint.net to put the oculus logo on top of it but that's the reason why everyone is calling it oculus but yeah, yeah i thought it was funny too i think but it's it, going to disappear with their next iteration you know correct. like the quest yeah, I three think right. i think what like happened that. is i think mark or someone in the team said okay this is the vision where we're going and someone in the logistics department said we've already got the labels on the boxes this is a freaking nightmare and they're like just change it. We're in, we're making this huge announcement. They just didn't get their timing right, and so I yeah. agree with Rowdy. Next iteration, we're just out. in this messy transition period. Yeah, no idea. But Unfortunately, it's, 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 but it's it was crazy to see yeah. that when uh, when there was this big, you know, uh, like this this like what we called Oculus Connect and the Facebook Connect and maybe Meta Connect. Uh, it's gonna change every time, <laughs> every year. Yeah, I know, I know. It sounds weird when I say it too. But um, the thing was, like, all these companies were, like, they were almost scared of what they were going to announce because we also thought that, you know, mm. they might show something that they're working on for the future. And they did kind of with Project Cambria and stuff. But that's why we saw this influx of all these headsets coming out suddenly and they all yeah. had to be launched. Well, I think some of these headsets that came out this, like, last year, they shouldn't have launched in the first place. They should have just waited it out because, as I said before, mm -hmm. now with Christmas, I see all these kids and mainly kids, by the way, getting a quest. Mm -hmm. uh, and and maybe the adults get something else. But overall, this influx of kids, the kids decide where the VR industry is going on the consumer side at this moment. Mm -hmm. And if you tell kids, hey, Vario Aero, yeah, cool, two thousand, uh, you know, you know how much your dad makes. That's how much this headset costs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But even like the weight, the weight, the weight concept, uh, even for things like Vive Flow, <laughs> it does feel like they rushed that to market because of some of the configuration choices that they made for when they had to launch it. You know? yeah, but they, they just... felt they felt like they had to rush. I think that was the thing. And and of course the whole like you know with the pandemic, it's hard to even make bets now. When do I launch stuff nowadays? The, the problem it's with the, the, the flow was there wasn't a clear understanding of who this product was for. It was for a market that didn't necessarily exist. That was, the, that was the problem. And yeah, you know, even, even I said that many, many times when I tried it for the first time and I was like, just like trying to understand the product. I was like, who is this for? And, and when you can't clearly answer that question, that's tricky. Because I still have hope for that line at some point, that type of headset. At some point, yeah, I, I I don't know, but the, the, know what, again, just to reiterate on something that like Nathie said, you know, with with PC VR, everyone seems to be making a PC VR headset right now, but there isn't the games launching on PC VR right now, you know that that is the the biggest problem. You know, you you can mm -hmm. have you can buy an Arpara, you can buy a Deck of Gear, you can buy a HP Reverb G2, you can buy an Index, you can buy a Pimax, you can buy whatever you want for PC VR. What are you going to play? You know, you're going to play games from three years ago. Great, but. You've not you've not got anything really to look forward to in the future. Yeah, to look forward to. Yeah, you've no, got that's like right. Vertigo Two. Great. I think if you're a VR chat enthusiast and you want full body tracking, great. You're gonna love it, regardless of what headset you buy, as long as it's like Steam VR compatible. And then like you've got the Sim enthusiasts. 
I think they're the ones that are kind of propping up their PC VR scene right now. But it's just very easy to launch a PC VR headset and then point to Steam. It's like, okay, Steam handles the rest. Yeah. But making a standalone headset very hard. With, with maybe a library of games and now with the Quest getting so many updates like yeah. there is no tomorrow. It's But I, I feel like then then just don't make a PC VR headset. Just use the research for four years, keep your mouth shut and then come out with something. You know, Don't go for the short term, go for the, the market, long term. The market moves so fast. It though. Like so It's fast. so hard to compete with like a company like meta because by the time they release the quest 2 they're already like halfway on the quest 3 you know yeah. like the, there's features in there that that other companies probably haven't thought about yet yeah. uh, it's yeah, so to- hard to compete totally with i think i think the only company that's come close to what um meta has achieved with the oculus quest 2 is is pico with the neo 3 obviously mm-hmm. it's not like available over here in the west yet but like what they're doing in the in the Chinese market is so so smart. They've got all the devs yeah, on board. Yeah. They're making ports for their headset. It's really fantastic. Yeah, system hardware wise, it's a solid. It's a solid headset. Obviously, uh, they're yeah. they're backed by ByteDance now, who own TikTok. So we yeah. could see a huge resurgence from them, and especially if they start targeting uh, like us in the Western market, that would be a really interesting play. But I think you know, moving on, and this is where we kind of get into our wants from twenty twenty two. You know, hardware-wise, and we've been talking about this on the show for a long, long time, is is all about PlayStation VR two for me. Like that, that is what this year is 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 the the thing that I'm most excited about. Um, mm-hmm. Is yeah. PlayStation VR two, and it's not necessarily just the hardware. We we know that the hardware is likely going to be pretty decent. It's still going to be tethered, from what we understand. You know, they're going to use a USB C cable, a long one that plugs into the front of the PS five, and I know that they've they've still got like stock issues with the PS five, like getting hold of one is still very hard, and I, I understand that it's going to be challenging for them, but where I think they're going to really shine is with the content, and we've said this before. Yeah. PlayStation have always, always had a solid library of content. Um, Amazing. They've got yeah. a, crea- a curation pro- process just like um, Meta do with the, the Quest 2 content. Um, but it's always stuff that's got like high polish. They've got a, a high QA standard. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. when you buy a game on PSVR, you know it's going to be quality. And we've seen some some of the best VR games full stop. So this is kind of like a funny because so many people are jumping in on the Quest 2 wave. They don't even know that like Astrobot exists. They don't even know that Blood like I, Iron Man exists. Blood and Iron Truth Man exists. Is, yeah. uh, static exists. Um, static, you yeah. know, Moss was one of the first. But, but those tires. those are those are exactly the games that. Quest users who now get a Quest six months from now want to play, 100%. and then their headset ends up on the shelf. Yeah, you know. So this is this this is the stuff. That's like smart. we're gonna see a lot of remasters for sure. Like all these games that were already under are gonna come to the new for the new controllers and for the new headset and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the games they're gonna make, as you said, they have a, such a good eye for picking the right games and also at which moment. Because I think if you put PlayStation versus meta meta throws out three great games in one month well place is like okay okay uh, let's see okay we have january till december okay so we have a great game at the start of the year let's do one in the middle and then at the end and kind of tell people about it that it's coming so they keep using the headset well with meta okay so you had resident evil what can i expect in 2022 no one knows. Oh, yeah, you wait until we do the game show uh, somewhere in uh, March. I just wait, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what well, I mean? Is, so It's funny because the transition to the new year, I feel like every year we, we go through this where we get into this, this dry spell where you're like, what's the pipeline exactly? What's coming next year? Like, we know there's some hardware coming, um, yeah. but having seen the physical form factor of the controllers, some yep. of the patents and stuff like that that have yep. been out there, you've, you've already got like this... Um, 
I don't know about you guys, I'm salivating a little bit. Mm. I know, Mike, you are, obviously. It's just, it's like something to look forward to. Um, but when, when you were saying the thing about it being a tethered headset, which I hadn't really, the penny hadn't dropped to me until you said it in the way you did. Someone doing that USB cable to the PS5, the bulky behemoth that it is, I can just imagine how, how people usually have it sat on this, like, right near their TV on, on, on a, a TV mount or something. It's just getting dragged off and smashing into the ground. So I hope... I think, that doesn't happen. I think that's the only thing that is going to hold this headset back from a marketing perspective is that so many people are expectant on wireless VR now that yeah. that's going to be the biggest drawback for anyone, I think, is going back to mm. a tether. Whether PlayStation are working on a wireless solution, I have no idea. It would be smart if they start working on that prior to release, mm. so it's maybe available six months, a year after launch. But but I don't think it's going to matter so much when the content quality is so high. No, that's, that's what you're I willing think as well. To, you're willing to yeah. make that sacrifice. No, that's what um, I think as well. And maybe maybe they reinvent the cable in a way where you have like something over over top that comes with the box. And they, you know, you can like ha having a cable isn't necessarily a huge deal breaker. I think it's still welcome yeah. that it's still there. Even that, yeah, we were so used to the Quest, but besides the Quest, there is no competitor. So if the competitor has better games, then the cable is not, not relevant anymore in this case. Okay. Yeah. The cable isn't a deal breaker for me. Um, the thing that was the problem with the PSVR was the tracking. The the, the tracking mechanism, yeah, the fact that you were limited to forward-facing tracking. And the controller sucked. Yeah. For yeah, me, the well, controllers were the the big. I mean, they worked their way around it with like making games like Static and stuff like that. Yeah. And like also like Farpoint, you know, bringing different controllers into. Uh, but Aim like, controller for. But example. with, with this new now, one, imagine that that problem being gone now. Yeah. And and the, and the still like that's that's where this is like I I really think that Meta has a serious problem with PlayStation. They have been underestimating what they're going to do with this. And they have also said that they're uh, going full in with PlayStation VR now. And yeah. they already, they didn't even, they didn't, like with the first generation, they didn't even try yet. That yeah. was just, uh, that was just kind of, oh, here, here's some, some stuff. Hey, have fun. Bye. But it was already freaking epic. So there's two things I want to mention that are completely hypothetical. I don't know any information, by the way. This is all just like what I would love. Imagine if you can connect this P this PSVR 2 to a PC and use it as an inside-out track PC VR headset. That's one. Because PlayStation have already started porting PlayStation-owned IPs to PC. Yeah. So we've seen Horizon PC, Zero yeah. Dawn, for example, is now on, available on PC. Other uh -huh. PlayStation games coming to PC. So if it's a PC VR title, imagine if they started bringing PSVR games over to play, uh, the PC platform. So, like, you know... P PlayStation VR exclusive VR titles like Iron Man, for example, get a second wind of life on PC. That would be really interesting. But the other thing that I think mm. is really interesting because the rumors are that this headset has built-in eye tracking is that I've got a feeling that they're going to relaunch PlayStation Home. And this is going to be a competitor for social VR on what you know Oculus are offering with Horizon I and everything else. really hope that Sony do uh, social right. Because as someone who has dipped in and out of Sony's offerings over the years. I have never felt like they're, I mean, there's a lot of social going on because of the volume of players and the, and the great content and the system performance and all of that. But the, you know, PlayStation messaging and being able to connect with other players has always felt awkward to me on, on PlayStation's platform. Yeah. Uh, I hope they're able to kind of transition away from that in a transformative way, simplify their interface and win on social. Cause if they can, yeah they could really they could really hurt uh meta in that in that spot and i think so next year for me is all about competition i think yeah. between sony's offering 
and whatever Apple's coming with, if they're coming in 2022, I really want to see competition. Yeah. I, I really haven't liked this vacuum that we've been living in for the last year and a half where it's all just been Quest. Uh, it's It, it yeah, doesn't well, make for a very um, colorful rainbow of a podcast <laughs> yeah. for us. We talk about Quest a lot, and I think... It feels like we talk about it too much, um, and, and I would do, love to see PlayStation come back in, into this space, yeah. and I would really like to see, from the AR angle, uh, or even AR stroke VR, I'd love to see Apple absolutely come in with a golden hammer and just smash something in here that, that doesn't exist at the moment. But it's, it's I do funny. hope that Sony delivers, though. Like, uh, yeah. like we still need to, we have almost zero information about, like, you know, what they're actually, you know, coming out with. Uh, I, you know, it's still a bit of a waiting game to see if they actually can pull something out of yeah, that. It's, it's true. Of course, like we're we're just very well, we're hyping it up to the point where we're just really hoping that this is going to change the market. Mm. Um, but I, I do think that the games that can run on a PlayStation 5 are nothing compared to what you can experience on a Quest. And I'm not talking about the visual side of things because as we said with Resident Evil, it's not yeah. relevant. But we're talking about, you know, being Iron Man for eight hours straight, you know? Not talking mm. about party titles where I'm going to go bowling and darting uh, for, for an hour or two and then I have to buy another new game. Now I'm talking about triple A hardcore stuff, next level. Plus, this is also something you should not forget right now. You see Meta very focusing on the American market. PlayStation is very well known in the UK, very well known in Europe. We all had a PlayStation back in the days. Also in Japan, of course, and, and in America. Well, with Meta, it's like, oh, this is US only. Oh, our giveaways, US only. Uh, you know what, NBA, you can you can watch it in venues. Oh, you know what, it's US only. So everything is very US folks, and they forget that the European and the UK market are super big. And they're still like, if you look at the Quest that got sold so far, most of them were in the US, not in Europe. In Europe, mm -hmm. people get other gifts because they're not advertising so much here. No, I'm serious. Euro people. Well, I, don't, I don't know how much you can measure that, though. Like, I no, mean, but I, my I can social see, feed I was choked as well. But I, think that's, it, yeah. I think that's honestly like a... Yeah. You, you think you get a feeling for it, but I don't trust that anymore. Five, six years ago, maybe 10 years ago, when all this didn't exist, you could get a feeling for news. But these days, you're fed, man. All of us are just being fed our, our own you know, schlop uh, yeah, by social media and advertising. It's, like it's the, not just the, news. The it's, Playstations it's are laying in the store here in my country. I have never seen an Oculus Quest laying in my store here. Because oh, everyone because, bought them. No. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, but you see what I mean? So yeah, I, I just, what saying. basically what, saying. what I'm saying, I just want to see, like see PlayStation really seriously compete with Meta to the point where they're like, oh God, now we actually have to make some serious games and we have to look at our, our plan of what we make because I see people in the chat saying GTA, San Andreas, that's not enough to, uh, you know, uh, wipe the floor with another company. You know, you really need to have perspective and consistency and, but, and content for the long run. But what if they have behind the scenes, without, a, without there being an external facing pipeline, uh, which in a competitive market isn't necessarily to your advantage to expose your hand, what if every two months they're dropping another AAA conversion? You know, if they're doing, if they're if they're going to do that, like what they did with Resident Evil, what they've got with GTA San Andreas coming, if if they had that did that every two months, it would it would be that's, hard. That's, to that's the keep thing pace. that they that's the thing that we don't that that's what Meta doesn't have. They usually have maybe two AAA games, 
Yeah. They launch one in January or something, and then they have one in December. But between that, it's it's the indie developers have to do the rest, you know. Whereas, so whereas I think you know, if you think of PlayStation, you think Resident Evil Seven that was an exclusive title for the PS4, right? You think no. if they if they uh, made a, a a VR adaptation to Resident Evil oh, Village. Village and it was exclusive again to PlayStation, then you've got Gran Turismo. That's definitely 100% going to be a VR title. You know it is. Um, and and other, these other amazing games, you know, like Blood and Truth, you know. Yeah, they have the IPs. They have the IPs. And, and all they need to do as well the is studios. they've already got an established amazing library of content. And what we've seen with like and previous following. PS4 games is just update them to PS5. So Doom Eternal, for example, yeah. uh, launched on PS4. You could buy the PS4 version. PS5 update is for free, runs at like 120 frames per second, or you can run it at 60 frames with ray tracing. That's the kind Hang of... on, is that how you've been playing it? You've been playing mm-hmm. it on PS5? Yeah, dude. With that controller? Yeah, it's Shit, it's man. And, and, you know <laughs> we the best didn't thing play is the about same game. Well? You played a different game. The best thing about playing Doom Eternal with the, play, the PS5 is that all the announcements come through the controller speaker. Phenomenal. Uh, Phenomenal yeah, on yeah. PS5. Ray yeah, tracing man. at 60 frames per second, beautiful. But what, what I'm saying is like, if I was a betting man... I know I've been wrong many times when I made predictions in the past. <laughs> That's fine. not a batting man. I would say I would put my money on PlayStation winning VR this year. I'm not going to put it on Valve. I'm not going to put it on Meta. Uh-huh. Like purely from a gaming perspective, by the way, not from a social perspective, because I think other people will do yeah. it better. But I think from a purely gaming perspective, PlayStation will win VR this year. That's my me. prediction. Yeah. So you're going to eat a head strap. <laughs> I'm probably due to eat to like five deep. at this point, so why but not just chuck another a, one on top? Yeah, sure. Honestly, it would be a breath of fresh air for this podcast to finally talk about another headset. I agree. I because, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, it's we're always long. talking about the Quest. We always make ourselves suspicious to the point where people think, <laughs> you know, but it's not true. It's the just there's nothing. It's the, the yeah, same the, period. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, it's um, true. But looking at the chat, uh, they, they share our, our, our thoughts as well. PSVR 2, PlayStation VR 2, uh, and AAA VR games is the, is the, the sort of uh, the comments that really stand out. Other comments include GTA uh, mm. VR, of course, which is coming to the Quest 2, uh, GTA San Andreas, Project Cambria as well. I do think that that headset's going to be very business uh, yeah, still, orientated and yeah. pr- productivity orientated, but I do think you'll be able to maybe benefit from the performance headroom for some Quest games potentially on that headset. Uh, yeah. Pimax 12K QLED, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Splinter Cell, HP Reverb G3, uh, Firmament. Yeah. Oh, Firmament. I forgot about that. Yeah. Jesus. That is such. If you haven't played yeah, Abduction, Firmament. the one behind it, Mist, which they had also done, yeah. Cyan have really is that, is that great really, VR. really coming out this year? Or is that just some kind of random? Because I have been like, yeah, I, I've seen that game pop up so many times. Also, Wanderer. It's yep. also one that seems to be oh, very yeah. interesting. Puzzle yep. game, uh, yeah. Well, I've maybe actually, uh, Vertigo 2 is finally coming out as well. Well, I've actually got a list. Uh, I've got a list of games that, I, I, like, yeah. that really stood out for me that are coming in 2022. And I'll rattle through them because uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this and we'll move on to the Q&A. But uh, we've got Cities VR, uh, which is coming, uh, which is obviously an adaptation of um, Cities Skyline. Uh, are you into got, that kind of thing? I wasn't sure if you... I mean, we, we haven't had a reason to talk about it, but are you a city builder kind of guy? I did play City Skyline for a little bit, but then I kind of dropped off. Um, but I'm definitely okay. going to give it a go. It'll be interesting to see how it adapts to VR. There's also yeah. Little Cities, which is the other cities uh-huh. building game. Yeah. They're going to kind of be competing yeah. with each other. Um, that's more we sort don't of have a, an indie Do we have dev- a football management game yet? We don't. <laughs> Football that's a big thing area, in the UK. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not big into it. But like, that's a massive game well, thing. Well, yeah, like yeah, football manager. Master. No, yeah, football manager. Headmaster VR. Oh God, no, not that. We've got Nathan's <laughs> most anticipated game, Cosmonius High from Alchemy Labs. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? 
uh, Cosmonius so, High from well, Alchemy Labs. So it's like a, you know, Cosmonious like job simulator, high, vacation yeah, simulator. Yeah, in high, high school, school right? Yeah, yeah. Cosmo, in the cosmos. Yeah. Uh, oh. GTA San Andreas, of course. Uh, Nerf Ultimate Championship. Could be interesting. Okay. Yeah, could be uh, interesting. Ultimax, another interesting title that's from Resolution Games. That's like a multiplayer oh, mech yeah. fighting game. Uh, one v one or two v two or something? Hmm? Isn't it like a two v two? Could I be. I thought it was. Could be. Wasn't some, it like a some kind of like soccer game with Max? Or did I, I just? I, I thought, thought it was a little bit like um your Rocket favorite League. game, Nathy. The yeah, Rocket Rocket one. Rocket I might League. be wrong. I don't know. But they showed it like two seconds of like exactly. That's weird. Yeah. I don't remember seeing that. Ultra Max. I don't know. There was. There was. There was. I saw it as well. We got the Wanderer, of course, which you mentioned. Puzzler game. Moss Two. Super hyped for that game. Loved Moss One. Moss Two has been like. Is that like so? Is that now a new game or is that just a DLC? Because I'm still confused. Yeah. Okay. So they're calling it Moss. Book two. Book, book two. Yeah, so like, yeah okay. but, but it, because it's a sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Among yeah. Us. It's, it's a direct sequel. Yeah. Among Us. It'll be fine. Yeah, That's going to okay, be interesting. Okay. Hitman, Hitman 3. Now, this is going to be interesting because it's got ah. full motion controls and it's coming yeah. PC VR. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's a, it could be a killer. Could be a killer. Literally. Could be a killer. A rock killer. <laughs> Are um, you going to dress up again, Mike? Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's the, if there's money in it. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Assassin's Creed Splinter Cell, we talked about that previously. Uh, Project Mm. 4, again, been rumored in the works, a Boneworks game that's coming exclusively to Quest. Um, They've they've teased that they've got the trailer ready to drop, so they must have a game imminent, I would imagine. So I'd be hopeful to see that this year. Uh, Vertigo 2, obviously, that's the sequel to Vertigo, uh, releasing a PC VR. We've had the dev yeah. on the show a while back. Uh, that's also promising. Z- and I would imagine we're going to see more mods as well. So, um, you know, Resident and- Evil Village soon, I would imagine. Fingers crossed. Mm. Get to get yeah. stamped on by a tall lady in VR. Amazing. Oh, God. Um, maybe, I, I know I'm saying, like, I always sound like a crazy person, but on the other side, also avoided eating many head straps in my life. Mm. Is uh, I still think Lone Echo, the first one, Comes might the get quest. a port. Yeah. <sighs> Interesting. Have we seen them do a backstep before? They have. Well, you can compare this the the best to what happened to Medal of Honor. So Medal of Honor comes out on PC. They don't do any marketing. It's almost like they forgot it came out on PC. They mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, look the other way and they launch it. And then a year later, they they drop it on Quest. And, and you see the same pattern with Lone Echo. And they made Although, Echo Arena and Echo VR, which... Right. It could... I, uh, that's actually a that's not quest. a bad stab, Nathan. So yeah, could, could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I want, and I've wanted this for so freaking long. I can't. I just. I want um, from other sons to come. Oh, quest. Yeah. Totally. It needs totally. to. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just such an amazing game. You know that would slay. That would so, just. Yeah. Kill. So who made it's, it? Who made it's, it it's, again? Uh, this is Gunfire Games. Gunfire okay. so Games. Well well and done, they then. made Dead and Buried and Kronos. Uh, uh, Oh, Kronos, yeah. Kronos is another one that could they totally been, slay. They, they haven't released a VR before, game for a long time. That's well, the thing. Made, they so they're one of those studios. Too, but. They, they, went in, they went full form into VR a bit too early, in my opinion. They didn't get the return on investment, I'm almost convinced. Uh, I don't think Kronos made enough of a splash for what it must have cost to make. Yeah. From Other Sons, again, didn't make enough I, of a splash. I remember splash we had him on the show is. once, The dev, one of the devs from, from yeah. Gunfire Games. Can't, can't we, we make like a petition for this game? Because I do think we could maybe get this on, you know, Quest. Quest. We'll just start a chant. Every week we'll do it. But it is, it's one of the ones that I hope. The other one is, um, I mean, we're talking about all kinds of games coming over. And I, I've kind of, if I, if I sent one tweet to Oculus, and this is an obvious thing for me, but 
I would love to see a standalone VR version of Skyrim, even without mods or anything oh, ready. God. Just <laughs> yeah. what that would do. You're crazy. I, I think you're going to be dreaming for a while there. That's, that's, that's insane. Yeah. But uh, as an extension that's to that in 2022, insane. that's uh, I, yeah, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. I'm really dreaming for insane. is uh, Elder Scrolls 6 with VR support. Oh I think God. Bethesda have done enough in VR now that if they don't consider VR, even in a phased release, I'd be surprised. So I'll, I'll let your head strap if that ever releases on a standalone well, headset. Yeah. yeah. All right. Clip ever? this, folks. Clip this. Ever. Ever. Elder ever. Scrolls title on VR. Ever. Ever. So, so in 10 years, yeah. uh, you could still eat a head strap. Sure. Nice. Okay. Um, by the way, if you have any questions for us, because uh, we're sort of going to be yeah. rounding up the show shortly, um, chuck them in the Slido now and we can do a little Q&A whilst I sort of wrap this up and also talk about our second sponsor of the show because okay. we should Can say... Can I say uh, one more thing, though, before we Go on, on then, Rowdy. There one, was one, one piece of hardware that oh, I, I still wanted to highlight and I didn't get a chance to. Sure, but, go on. Uh, I think it's not a VR headset. It's actually well, the, the... Wait, wait. The pop stick? <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah, it comes close to it. Still gets brought up to this very day. Like I don't even know yeah. how old this meme is now. Like no, no one old. understands this. You say it, and no one, no one has a first. No one has. No one knows what pop stick is. Never mind. Google. If, you, if you're curious, Google pop stick Transylvania. Oh, oh wait, wait, no, no, no. I, wait, I know what it is. It's the the Japanese eating thing. The, no. the robot no, it's not the candy. It's just going down. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Go for it. Go for it. It's become like inside jokes for us. The, uh, the hip tracker from Decagear also oh, released yeah. in, the, okay, yeah. in, in the last year. And I think that's a piece of, I mean, like we, we've talked about Decagear a lot, especially like a lot, like a, a, I think last episode <laughs> that we talked about yeah. them or the episode before that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's important to, to realize that there's a little piece of hardware that is kind of separate from like the entire Decagear headset, yeah, and it works. which is actually quite good. And yeah, it, it works. works really, really well with a lot of different games. The, the hip tracker from Decagear, which kind of allows you to more naturally move into a virtual environment by following your hips. Uh, the, 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 like, <laughs> so it's like I'm talking about some kind of Zumba, Zumba thing. Yeah. Well, she's right. You know, she your right. hips don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the way that you your your orientation is into into the virtual world, which is a much more natural kind of thing than it is. Uh, following yeah. the controller or following the headset. Uh, yeah. And it's a very nice and kind of cheap way to like solve that problem. Um, so you know that that's definitely a recommendation from nice. my end. Yeah, and, good and you don't need the whole body suits either. You know, yeah, like no. that's that's the thing. Like I, I am kind of not worried, but I'm a little apprehensive of where we're going with gloves and full form suit because as much as I love dressing up every time I put on a stream, uh, you know, I, I, I prefer to kind of like pick different attire, not just jump into the same old sweaty body body suit. So. That's just one of those things that I, I kind of feel like it's... You're more worried know. about your dry cleaning bill than, than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know where we're headed, you know? And yeah. Like, but, but like nice something like the Deca Move. Go ahead, yeah, it's go just, ahead. I'm just saying, it's just like, it, it, it's a nice accessory. I kind of wish it didn't have to be a separate accessory. Uh, kind of like when we had the cameras back in like the CV1 day, yeah. you know, the, the Vive mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I just feel like... I would like to have fewer devices, to, but but still achieve that level of immersion, yeah. that level okay. of tracking. Yeah. So maybe they can do it with your physical body and some kind of body body sighting cameras. I, I do hope that indeed, device. like a, a next, because that that really made me realize like um, how important that kind of stuff is for like immersion mm -hmm. more and to like 
like the, the more you remove buttons or like you know specific kind of things from your controller or from your headset in order to like be natural into a virtual world the better it is uh, and i think that that little device really like you know took it a, a step further so uh, yeah i do hope to see that in the next iterations or you know maybe integrated into the vr headset itself yeah, yeah. And you never know ces is next week so on the next show we'll obviously talk about anything that comes from ces because i know b haptics are going to be there you're going to be there pimax i think yeah. might still be there although i've got heard rumors they might drop out but regardless of whatever's announced yeah. at ces we'll talk about it on the yeah. next show but um but yeah, accessories it, are definitely welcome yeah and i, I think yep. you know i wish decker gear the best of luck with their headset release because i know they've had a bit of trouble recently but fingers mm. crossed for them anyway um, but yeah, let's get on to uh, our second sponsor of the show and then into the Q&A. Um, so I want to thank uh, Winlands 2 uh, from SciTech Games. Uh, if you're not familiar with Winlands 2, it's a gorgeous co-op adventure game where you have to swing your way through the Winlands using a set of grappling hooks and you get to take down these huge huge scale enemies uh, with your trusty bow, which is a lot of fun. Uh, the swinging in this game, we've said many, many times, is fantastic. When you get into that rhythm of swinging through the trees, it really does feel really, really cool. And especially when you play it with friends, it's a lot, a lot of fun to play. Uh, it's been out on PC for a little while, but Winlands 2 has just released on PSVR via the PlayStation Store, or you can grab the physical version, which has just released in conjunction with Perp Games. Uh, the original Winlands is also available if you've missed it on Quest, PC, and PSVR if you want to catch up with the back story uh the sequel winlands 2 is only available on pc and psvr no quest version just yet but fingers crossed we get a quest version in the future we've added links to all the winlands games to on all the platforms uh, in the description below so if you want to check out winlands 1 winlands 2 you can check them out using the links in the description I, below i honestly still think that burp is such a beautiful name Mary Purpose. Mary Purpose. Thanks to Cytex Games. Thanks to Cytex Games. Rowdy loves Burp games, by the way. <laughs> he does, yeah. He does. Extra special. I, I love old games. Um, old so, yeah, games. thanks to Cytex Games for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think now, uh, as we don't have like imminent releases, so Zim's. Yeah, do you want, Zim, Zim to run down the QA? Zim Spot's kind of like, yeah, bear, like go for the QA. Let's uh, answer some questions. Super. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so I <laughs> put a tester in there that said, can I get a hug? And six people upvoted it. So uh, next time you guys see me, give me a hug, all right? So yeah. that's the start. Um, Paradise DK said, didn't Mike get some predictions wrong in 2021 and needs to eat a controller? That's likely true. Yeah, that's likely uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I get predictions wrong all the time. Well, you kind of backed out of like, you know, uh, kickstarting things. I mean, you, oh, you God, were kind yeah. of addicted to that for a yeah, while. Yeah, no, no, no. Where... I am done with Kickstarters. Yeah, okay. 100% done with them. Well, now, nowadays stuff ends up in your like trash uh, bin. So, I mean, you're kind of yeah. at the next level already. Well, although the, I checked the Apara today. It's actually doing pretty well. It's over half a million pounds now funded. Wow. So uh, a lot wow. of people are backing this. Yeah, I, I, you know, so yeah, good luck to them, I say. Good um, luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, see if you're wearing that headset in six months time or if they, they ever deliver them who knows but yeah there's there's some see, weird we're... stuff with that company yeah i'm not even going to go down that route but there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff there. with that company okay. uh, check into their history i can't remember the other previous company name they had a successful indiegogo never delivered uh, on their products and basically the, the apara is basically rebranded company name that. yeah so yeah. there's other stuff if, if you're really interested in apara look into it rather than just soaking in the hype from everyone else because it's it's not all that yeah. All right. Uh, it's Jordy asks, uh, do you guys think that there is a PSVR Pro or PSVR 2 coming, a second-gen PSVR? We, we, we definitely know it's coming. Uh, yeah. We don't know what it's going to be called. 
I would say no, likely for, PSVR 2. Project Morpheus? Um, but yeah, oh, we, 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 we know obviously small details already that have been officially released from PlayStation. Can we do, can we do a guess on the name? I mean, it's funny when you mentioned the whole oh, that's Quester a good, thing. That's a good idea. I mean, uh, it's going to be called PSVR funny. 2. Yeah, I, I think. I yeah, it's going to be PSVR 2. Okay, but what if it wasn't PSVR 2? I think it's also PSVR that's, 2. That's a fictional honest, universe. Uh, that's a fictional universe. I think Morpheus still sounds cool. Morpheus is a great name. Project Morpheus like was the original the, uh, code name for PSVR. That was a great name. 100% great name. Project Amazing. Morpheus. A Matrix yeah. name. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh, like next one. But just, 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 just to reiterate, they've, they've <laughs> officially confirmed that it's happening and they've There's already showed off the controllers yeah. and they've mm-hmm. already told us that it's going to be tethered using yeah. the USB-C port at the front of the console. There's rumors that it's got eye tracking. Uh, Inside-out tracking for full support motion controllers with thumbsticks that we've wanted for a long time. So yeah, uh, yeah. wow, it, 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 everything's looking know, controllers look great. pretty incredible as well. So it's worth looking up for a picture of of those controllers. They're yeah. they're, they're an interesting look. Yeah. Um, all right, this one's at Nate Nathy Watto asks, uh, where is Nathy's Christmas tree, and will it still be up in April? <laughs> <laughs> it's behind me this time, so you can't see it. But uh, yeah, no. I, I see what you did there. Yeah, usually I just keep them up until like February or something, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Just throw like a towel over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just looks like a body? Uh, all right. Anonymous asks, uh, what are your thoughts on the new B-Haptics gloves? So uh, like I've got a lot of B-Haptics kit here. I, I love B-Haptics stuff. I've got the vest, got the boxing gloves, got the arms, got the face thing, everything. Uh, I, I did see the new gloves because they're they're showing them off at CES next week. Yep. Um, they look relatively basic. Uh, they've just got like uh, it's just basically a material glove with uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, haptic feedback in the fingertips. I think it's a great start and it's going to be cheap to market from what I assume from the design. Yeah. So I, I think it's being the first to market might benefit them. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's the, like that's like you're 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 completely on point because this is something we have seen before. This is not a new invention, mm. but I think they're like say with the Behaptic suit, they're going for the consumers, yeah. and I think that's what they're doing now. It's just very smart. The key the key thing is going to be content that supports it. That's going to be the challenge for them. But you know they've had that challenge throughout every device that they've made. Yeah, that's true. They have been doing yeah. well so far. They've done very this well. This reminds me of this reminds me of the next uh, sub pack kit that's coming out next year, supposedly the X1, which mm. uh, got delayed because of COVID in terms of manufacturing. So I'm really hoping they're able to land that. But it's just, it's 700 quid. It's not a cheap device, and no. it's a seat back one, or you can mount it as a backpack. So hope oh. that's going to work out. Uh, but some of these more fitted kits are going to work work out. One of the things that I, I love it whenever there's any haptic or tactile kit that's uh, that's landed, Mike is just thinking back to when you hadn't tried that at all. Like this podcast and your impressions of that stuff, it's just gone this like this lovely story all the way through. Been more and more convinced by it, and yeah. like now it's like it's a necessity, you know. So it's it's, <laughs> it's funny to see that transformation. It's great. Yeah. Uh, the next one here, Toxic Mike says, just got unplugged <laughs> the air guitar Mike. game. <laughs> And it's great. Uh, do you think a full rock band type experience in VR is possible and will it happen? So oh, this is, is a good it question. Already happened. Yeah. It already happened. This is you funny. It. Yeah, it uh, already happened, like these guys said. So, so rock band <laughs> actually trailer. released with the Oculus CV1. And in every yeah. Oculus CV1 that yeah, shipped, adapter. it came with an adapter for a guitar. So you could, yeah. you could slide your Oculus touch controller onto the plastic guitars that they were selling at the time. And funny story is, when I met with Jason Rubin in London at a, an Oculus event with Nathy, he was there, I asked Jason Rubin what his favorite VR game was, and he said <laughs> Rock Band. And he said he loved that game so much, but it, it, it absolutely failed. 
Uh, no, you know, it, it, it didn't take off at all. Could you could you still play that with the quest? Maybe with like Air Link or something? Would so. it work? I don't think so. I don't Do you remember so. that trailer they did for that? I, it had, and it had Palmer Lucky in the trailer. Yeah, he smashed and he was on stage time. and he was Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, so yeah, Rock Band oh. VR already exists based on the fact that it tanked. I don't think they're going to release another one anytime soon. But maybe in yeah. the future, who knows? Uh, I wonder if they could bring that back, though. I wonder if they could bring that uh, that IP back and reuse yeah. it. Funny there, there's like a lot of like it's funny when you say that it's funny there's so much that they could just bring back and just do a port on it and, and it's nobody still would ever know <laughs> yeah nobody no one know because yeah. it's rift stuff yeah it's old old uh, yeah. it's jordy from uh, dutch gang says where can i meet nathy i'm gonna say rec room but i'm gonna let nathy give his own answer yeah, too. that's mm-hmm. no that's a good one yeah rec room is a is a solid place that's where you could definitely run into me yeah, playing. I'm I'm playing a lot of Rec Room recently. It's great, love it. So yeah, help me. I'm my name is Nathy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 there's probably about like ten more of these. I'll maybe just pick a few out of the sure. out of the lot, unless you guys are really keen. So um, this next question I don't quite understand from Third Shifter. It says, "Will there be a game in 22 that pulls me away?" from pop one. Oh, okay i understand i yeah, thought he was saying uh, i'm 22 right so in 2022 will there be a game that pulls me away from population I, one? i'm surprised already that after the fall hasn't is my answer yeah well, that'd be the same that's what i want to say as I, well I, but I, that's kind not, of game though but maybe he's saying maybe he likes better Royale, and he <laughs> likes big battles and stuff then i would yeah I'm with Rowdy. Rowdy's saying, like, you're saying it's not the same genre of game, yeah, right? It's, it's like more it's PvE candy. versus PvP. I still think that is a, a big difference. Uh, Fair. Fair. Between Population 1 and... Uh, but yeah. but uh, I, I, I don't think we're going to see another Battle Royale game anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But something like, I think he maybe means, like, something more like, you know, like, like Destiny or like, uh, no, like um, The Division. I you know those kind of games VR, yeah pve and pvp together uh i don't, I don't think That's we're at hard. that stage yet uh, that we see like those kind of games really for battle royale out, unless population battle one royale. Is still the no, best i don't I, like yeah. i don't think it's smart like for any dev who's working on a battle royale game it's not smart to release another nah, one because there is already one um uh, maybe maybe the, maybe nerf past, maybe the nerf yeah. game is going to be kind of fun for like the the shooting shot i don't know i really don't know yeah. Uh, th- this is a really nice, uh, really nice um, question from Mish Seeks. Uh, so, what do you guys hope that 2022 brings for each other? So, we don't often get this kind of question. This is kind of nice. So, I'll let you guys well, think about yeah, that. I, Wait, you we know, need I, to give like some kind of like wholesome answer now. Or... <laughs> well, that's not going to come from you, Rowdy. So, I'll take this one. I th- I, you know, I really hope that Zim Zim's move goes well to Canada. You know, I know it's going to be a Thank stressful you. time for him, uplifting his whole family to move to the other side of the world. So, I hope. That goes well for him. And I just think for everyone else, I just hope that, you know, we all stay healthy. You know, I think that's the best thing yeah. we can ask for anyone right now is that we we remain healthy. It's been a difficult year, you know, like personally from a health point of view, like having COVID and then having my appendix like try and sabotage my body. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking for like good health in, in 2022 for everyone. Yeah. 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 Solid. I just I was... second that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I hope we can get together and BF reality again because it's been yeah, too long since yeah. we were in the same place drinking shakes eating burgers whatever the case may be but you know yeah. i still look back to 2019 photos and go 
God damn, like that was a long time ago now. That was a long time ago. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be old men when we get back together. Like, yeah. come on. Well, it, it, it's weird. Like, it, like I th- thought about this too. It, it got almost so normal to see each other like maybe two, three times a year. And kind of, oh yeah, you know, uh, Zim is here. I'm like, oh, yeah, Rowdy is also here. Okay, cool. Uh, it's kind of, and now you think back at it, like, I wish I knew. Yeah, we took it for granted. Was coming, and then we're like, yeah. Mike, listen, you're not gonna believe it. There's a pandemic coming. Give me a big hug, my yeah. friend. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, I step on a plane, and you never see me for two years. Yeah. Me and Rowdy you know went I mean? st- st- stepped on the same plane together. He was sat behind. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That, well, was, that, that was a fun. We, we watched three movies and didn't speak a word. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe if we'd known, then we would have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, there's a great yeah. question from Anonymous. Uh, do you think Xbox will surprise us with a VR headset this year? Uh. So, um, I, I, what did Phil say again? Uh, he said something. Yeah. Again. Phil Spencer was very like negative on the whole VR thing. Um, yeah, I, thought, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think they're going to be too late to the game. Obviously, they, they have Windows Mixed Reality as a platform. They have Game Pass. They're focused on Game Pass right now. Yeah. 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 It yeah. feels like they're turning away from it, and that's yeah. interesting. I what, I what I'm really kind of keen on is uh, what will Nintendo's next play be? Because they did <laughs> dibble-dabble a little bit with the Labo and VR, and I'd be keen to see if not the current iteration, not Switch OLED and all that, but in their next-generation console, yeah. would they come into the market? Because... <laughs> They're usually fun and yeah. experimental, and I think VR is now getting to become cheaper and cheaper, where before it was mm. outside of their reach. And I do wonder, because I'd be really keen to see yeah. what they have. Now, one thing I have to say, Mario and just so many of the, the IPs that, that they keep pushing, can Take you please in. put them to bed? Can we please put them in the, in the grave and just leave them dead now? I don't need to see... Can you just come up with something new, please? <laughs> Nintendo. If they make a if they actually make a VR headset, I still hope that it's going to be like a goose and you need to put your head in his like butt. A, his butt, yeah, that was brilliant. Whoever came up with that, you know, I, you I, I to, honestly you think small chance, small chance, because they're they're dominating the handheld market. They completely revived the mm-hmm. handheld market with the Switch. If maybe if uh, same with PlayStation, if it's not their main thing, but you could still slide this new thing into whatever and then play, I think so. But uh, it's not going to be their main bet uh, yeah. for the next uh, hardware. Yeah. No, no. And I think like this is a good question to round up, round it up. Is um, thoughts on Valve standalone or wireless index? Like we talked about this on the show a few episodes <sighs> back about like Deckard. Obviously, sadly, is Bradley. If you want to really dive deep down the rabbit hole of like kind of like uh, rumors, speculation, stuff that he finds in code, then follow that guy because he's really on top of the game in terms of that stuff. Personally, I'm just very skeptical of of any hardware now from from anyone, particularly because we've seen so many people, even big companies like HTC, do it wrong uh, over the last year. And Valve, knowing Valve they're not going to do it anytime soon. They're not going to rush something like this. They're going to really take their time or they, yeah. could, they, they, they could be so far deep into a project and just abandon it. We've seen them mm-hmm. do that before in the past as well. So and, and, yeah. and the thing is, like, like this is not like index level. We're talking about a standalone headset, so you have to have an ecosystem. Yeah. And if there's something that they haven't really invested much, uh, you know, money in, of course they made like the Steam VR interface amazing. It's very good. But the and the thing is, it also crashes a lot. By the way, sometimes. Um, but gaming wise, 
you know, like Meta is throwing money at everything because they have to, because Resident Evil, for example, is backed by Oculus, by Meta to make it happen. And Valve, I don't see Valve anytime soon. So like, hey, listen, you know, this big studio make a game for us, yeah. for the standalone. So I, 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 I think what you're saying, it's going to be kind of like, oh, we're just kind of testing some stuff and then we put it back in our fault and uh, we'll see. I do, I do think with the evolution of technology, it's inevitable that we will see a standalone Steam VR headset at yeah. some point. The, the biggest question is when? You know, and I've always learned from Valve. Well, not right you can't now. hold your breath when it comes to Valve releasing something. They're going to take their time. So the big question is when. I, I do think it'll happen, but not anytime. Well, I, 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 what what I see Valve doing, I, and I do think that it's going to happen rather sooner than later, is bring an affordable headset to the market that will be a direct competitor to, uh, and they will just release it, uh, like like it's nothing, and it will not be better, it will not be, but it will be cheaper, and I do think that that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe if they make it open source and people can just, you know, put like mm-hmm. load in Android things on it and do their maybe, but but pe- people really want, as we said, like there's such a high demand for a standalone headset with with a library and everything in it, mm-hmm. and if it's just a mother thing like the Valve Index kind of was in a way, then you know, yeah, I don't know. I, as you said, I well, think they're I, just I, kind I of playing them, around with stuff. I, I like. I see them making more something that will still be tied to Steam, like like for example, virtual desktop is, and then being yeah, so it's wireless. Stuff to, it will uh, not have its own ecosystem, but it will be streaming. But is, streaming it, is, to it, is that it then side. a standalone headset? Then it's not a standalone anymore. No, I, I do I do genuinely think it will be a standalone system that will run all VR content that's available on Steam. But it's just it's so not it's, gonna, so it's a bit. It's, yeah. It has the PC power. Yeah, but it's just yeah. not going to be anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it's going to yeah. be like 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 Brad has been saying. It's going to be the Steam Deck integrated into a vr headset yeah it's just time vision on the front the computing yeah. on the back yeah. yeah makes sense but brett, yeah. brett is brett is like the the pope of uh, valve he is bless yeah. him bless him but yeah <laughs> I, I think uh we've gone on for long enough i didn't anticipate the show to go on for this long to be honest i thought we were going to be like in and out within like an hour that's but every show this happens every time <laughs> so thank you for listening uh, or watching us rambling on and if you're listening to this thank you as well um, just a reminder of the show times. It's live streamed every other Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Hit the like button if you enjoyed the show and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss our future shows. We're not quite sure when the next episode will be um, because we, we kind of broke our two-week cadence to do this show, so we're not quite sure. We might do an episode next weekend or we might do one in three weeks' time. We're not quite sure yet, but we'll keep you updated on social media. Either way. So thank you again for joining us. Happy New Year to you all. Uh, we hope, uh, you know, 2022 is an epic year for all of us. Hopefully, in and yes. out of VR. And good luck, lads, on the next one. Everyone say goodbye to Zim <laughs> and, and, and look at his beautiful little face because you're not going to see it for a little while. Yeah, that's right. All right. Good luck. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Take care, everyone.